How's it going, everybody? This is Saturday morning stream. I have my mystery guest, Paul, on. And my daughter's not awake yet. So, oh, I can hear myself. Oh, there's Augustine. I can hear myself. <laughs> How can you hear yourself? All through me, probably. Hang on. I'll turn it down. There we go. Actually, no, you know what? My earphone, um, I tested it. My earphones work fine with my mic. Oh, this is so bad. What? What's so bad? No, wait, I can hear myself. Can I hear myself anymore? Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm just putting in my, I'm putting in my earphones now. <clears throat> oh, and it's like five seconds behind. This is terrible. <laughs> oh, wait, are you here? Oh, yeah, yeah that, that is definitely from me. Um, One, one moment. One. Should appear. Hang on. Oh, wait, I'm an idiot. <laughs> what now? It's because I had another tab open with the screen. Oh. <laughs> okay, so that's me. You. <laughs> Bro, I'm an idiot. Okay, it's oh, early in the morning. Weird. I have not had my coffee yet, but... Ava is still, my daughter is still sleeping and she's sleeping in my office. So we're hanging out in Augustine's room today. So I'm on his chair right now. Hang on, talk. I think, oh, yep. Okay, I think my earphones are working. This was this was a boomer autist moment. Hello, all yeah, CJ Dyer. Are you all CJ Dyer? Does anybody know you by that? <laughs> Well, it's because of my uh, my absolutely impeccable impression, because I've got the uh, got all the noose juice in me. So now, so this I is your act. guys's chance to get anything you want in a J Dyer voice. If you just comment anything in the live chat, I'll get true. Say it in J Dyer voice. True. Hey, I I'm better value than that Eleven Labs AI voice thing. I'm sure. I'm sure someone has done like a J Dyer profile for that. But I'm I'm the real deal. I can do it. I can do it much better. Okay, so like, like for example, I, I can I can. Unlike the AI, I can actually replicate all the uh, cadences. So when JDI talks about the transcendental argument, he doesn't just say the transcendental argument. He says the uh, transcendental uh, argument. He says it like that. So how's my coup going in Russia? Uh, it's going yeah, good. yeah, how's the um, Wagner group progressing? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm having, I'm having a chill stream in like 12 hours. Um, and look look at what I made the, uh, oh, the thumbnail. I saw that. That's so freaking good. I'm gonna show it for everybody else. Oh okay, I, I don't. I didn't know if this was too spicy. Uh, I've, I've tried to stay away from the spicier stuff. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Hold my coffee. Okay, Gustin. <laughs> oh, there's the big man. Yeah. So, for saying hi, you're just staring at the what screen, up, man. He refuses. I don't know. He's been very clingy recently. So he's, he's thinking, who's the big scary terrorist in the camera? True, true. Yeah. So this is this is the, uh, the glory. What's wrong, buddy? What's wrong? Oh no, mom's gonna take you away. Oh, so I was I was so close to bringing him towards the way towards the way of Protestant jihad. You were you were really close. You were really close. So close. But yeah, that's how my that's how my coup in uh, uh in Russia is going right now. 
That's freaking brilliant. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so, so close. It was so, so close to making Augustine a Calvinist. He just had to recite the five pillars of Islam. The five pillars of Islam. That's true. That's true. Have you seen like the boomer, um, like fundy Baptist anti Calvinist memes where it's like Calvinism in Islam? It's like five oh. points, five pillars. <laughs> Oh so my, true. that is so, so I feel true. like honestly just straight up embracing that. Like, yeah, Calvinism's the true Islam. <laughs> Convert. Calvinism's <laughs> the true Islam. <laughs> Habibi's okay, in the so, house. Voila. So even if Hassan is not here, uh, can we talk about aliens? Um uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. What if you just like if you, what if you just like right now like wake up Hassan? Uh, get us get a sign messaging, like make it sound like it's a What's this freaking chaos going on in the Wagner household? Is that is that is that is that occupied house that you took over just not cutting it for your kids? <laughs> yeah, we're in the Kremlin right now. I thought it'd be a lot nicer than this. Like, come on. <laughs> I gotta I gotta get like some extra like back room. Man, you are you're really staring, buddy, aren't you? I think it was just saying the fat rip I just pulled. That's true. That's true. Let's see if he waves. Can he wave? Can you wave? Buddy, wave. Wave. Hey, Gustav, where's your nose? Oh, you know your nose. Where's your ear? <laughs> oh, let's go. Where's your ear? Oh, oh, you know your ear. Oh, wow. Dude, you, you know two <laughs> body parts. That's insane. Where's your eyes? You know your eyes? Oh, oh, you're struggling with this one, aren't you? What are you doing? Oh, no, those hey, are your Augustine. feet. Hey, those hey, are hey feet. Augustine. Those are not your eyes. Those are your feet. Yo, those your are feet, not confirmed. eyes, buddy. Foot fetish. Um, where's your mouth? You know where your mouth is? No. Where's your hair? You no hair. Not Augustine, can you Augustine, can you recite the Shahada? Can you recite the Shahada? No, that's your ear. Well, you see, he came close to one of the prayer positions, like you know when they do that, and yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess that was close. So close. Didn't We're getting close, it, boys. Buddy. Yes, you were close. Shake no, he's going to try to take my AirPod. I know he is. You're, he's eyeing my AirPod right now. <laughs> now extend your arm at a certain angle above the horizontal. Oh, no. <laughs> do, are you going to do the thing with the the thing that got Count Dankula famous where he did that with his pug? <laughs> oh, no. And you do it with August. <laughs> so will we be able to breathe underwater in our resurrected bodies? What's um, this is this this is the stuff that makes Hassan flip his lid. <laughs> uh I don't think so. You think so, buddy? No, I don't think you think so. I don't think we'll be able to breathe underwater because we have clarity. Oh, it's really early in the morning. Am I gonna remember this? Clarity, agility, impassibility, and brilliance. I think those are the four. Um, yeah, but none of that would, would allow us to breathe underwater. Mm. I'm going to say no, no. Sheikh Augustine disagrees. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to like climb? Oh, wait, you want to get down? You want to get down? Okay. Okay. Go somewhere else. Go somewhere else, buddy. Now, Mr. Wagner, do you... Do you know something special behind me? Something special behind what? 
Me. Oh, that's a sumo. That's right. Right Dude. here. From, from if the pencil markings inside are accurate, from 1910. Four Latin editions. This is volume six with the, with the indices. Mm-hmm. Right here. Look at that. Boom. Um, so wait, wait. Those are volume six is the indices. Yep. So this is a six volume oh. set. Um, it includes all three main parts plus the um, the supplement. supplement. And then there's, there's indices here. And um, it, the pub, the publisher is um, the Typographia Pontificia, which I'm not mistaken. That's mm. like the papal publishing arm, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sweet. That's that's fantastic. I need yeah. to. I actually need to look at that sixth volume to see how good their indices are. I've I have uh, I've looked at a lot of um, uh, Omnia of Saint Thomas, and I've looked at their indices to see how good they are and see how I can use them in study. And mm. some of them are pretty pretty freaking good, right? And I only, um, as I said, I only got that at the vintage section of the store for 220 Australian dollars, which is less than 200 us. Like they, they did not, they did not know what they had. They straight up didn't. <laughs> the other Thomas. So true. So freaking true. Okay. So what are you doing when you arrive in Moscow? Um, okay. Question, okay. Fed. <laughs> I look so rough. I didn't shave yesterday either. So I, I mean, I just look rough. I look like I'm homeless. Like, yeah, Wagner lost uh, his home. Guys, please become patrons at Patreon. <laughs> he, right, right now he's being sheltered by. Uh, he's being taken in by the hospitality of his brothers in the Azov Battalion. Oh no! Cousin just came in and slammed the door. We could be fun. <laughs> it's like, hey guys, Wagner. Like... Wagner doesn't. Wagner doesn't seem to know what the Azov Battalion is. <laughs> I don't. There's going to be like Baron Trump memes, but about Augustine. So true. Does that make you the Donald? That does make me the Donald. Okay, so uh, the other Paul, did you end up reading Yabara's book on the papacy? Um, Not the whole thing yet, but I've read through big chunks of it. A lot of the first part is deals with like historical epistemology. And he kind of interacts with and draws from a lot of like um, certain modern Orthodox writers to that respect. So he, he does try to be, take a lot as much as possible from the looks of it from the other side, not like uncritically, of course. Um, but then after that, it goes into like a series of historic episodes. I, I liked I liked how how quick and honest it was with the earlier stuff, like the typical stuff people people bring up with like. Oh look, first Clement. It says we spoke through the Holy Spirit. Oh, papacy. Or like Ignatius says, Rome presides over presides, presides in love. Oh, papacy. Cry, cry, cry. Presides. And then again, and then against heresies, uh, Irenaeus says to obey Rome. Oh, papacy. And with all those examples, Ibarra is just very honest. He says, look, that, that could mean papacy, but it can also be interpreted in a number of different other ways. After that is when he starts to get into the cases he thinks are significant, such as Cyprian. I think that's the first major one he appeals to that he thinks is very much. In- Bloody hell, he's loud. Bloody hell, my ears. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, but, he's uh, like halfway across, like in the living room right now. He's not even like in the room. My word, he is. He is going to be able to do some good calls to prayer. I can tell. Um, but- <laughs> 
<laughs> but so Cyprian onwards, that's when he gets to cases. He, he goes into a lot of detail in order to dem- try to demonstrate that they're pro papal. I haven't gone as much into those, so I can't super much comment. But otherwise, I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. Obviously not in uh, agreement. I've read other parts of it. But I like it for its honest for his honesty um, and how it's more or less just tracking his own study. <laughs> Me, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you. I'll just turn down my volume a little bit. But yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm liking it. And apparently, <laughs> on, he, he had a whole section on Virgilius, a big section on Virgilius, but he had to actually. He had to excise that from the book because of I'll how it was. No, nah, all good. He had to excise that section from on Virgilius from the book because it was too long for Emmaus Publishing um, for the whole book. And so he pretty much just published that chapter on like uh, academia.edu. Um, so, so far, I, I like it. It seems, I like it because it seems to be like basically the most recent up-to-date representative case of the papacy, but with a lot of needed honesty. So I, I like it in that respect. <laughs> Augustine's <laughs> destroying your attacks against the papacy. Yeah, he's calling right now. He's he's calling he's calling his toddler brethren to a fatwa against me. <laughs> he's calling his his sister to a fatwa. So true, right, Augustine? <laughs> oh no, no, no! Don't throw that at me. Okay. The, no, he's trying to throw a stone. He's trying to throw his. He's throwing a sippy cup at me. He's doing. Uh, the, the starting the gate the gateway throwing sippy cups the gateway drug to stoning oh yeah i do need more patrons to donate so <laughs> do, do that augustine is screaming right now um I, what i oh she's awake okay this 15 minutes of pain might be over soon <laughs> but uh does augustine do the the big toddler brother thing when his sister wakes up and he's just like like super curious next door in that um, I wish, I wish people on Twitter weren't like brain dead and then I could have like posted, there's like a bunch of good pictures of them together. Nice. Yeah. He, he like, he tries to hold her and stuff. <laughs> Adorable. Yeah. Right. But I mean, he also tried to like, oh, he has his train now. Oh no, this is. <laughs> My man, a go for Jesus. Hey, exorcism in the background. <laughs> 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 Real. <laughs> no, the the other day he did try to um, you know, like the little baby swing things where the babies are on and it kind of like rocks and has stuff in front of their eyes so they can be entertained. Yep. So my wife was like turned around for like thirty seconds and then he runs over while she's in it and just flips it. <laughs> what? <laughs> so and she's like, just like flat. <laughs> Yeah, well, she's she's only three months, so we were like kind of freaked out at first. We we're like, "Crap! Like we're gonna have like shaken baby syndrome," you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever happened to you, Paul? Um, so bloody what, mate? <laughs> I know where you live. I said, "Whatever, whatever happened to you is gonna happen to my daughter." I, I, I still uh, have the packaging for your BCP with the address. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Not not living here much longer. Um. But yeah, so we we were freaked out. But it turns out, like just the way it was built, it was just it was just fine. Like, it had enough left. Right. I'm assuming I'm assuming like the designers um, perceived that a toddler might flip this over while a baby's in there. Right. So yeah, 
Well, you can, you can. I guess it's also gracious from God to give, um, to give babies super flexible bones so that no real damage can come about from that. Yeah, Augustine has. Uh, actually, it's right here. It's right here. Uh, his oh, I saw, I saw. <laughs> nice. so he has he has this giraffe and he really likes it he, he'll like hug it and then he'll he'll think that he's invincible when he's hugging it and then he'll just go and run and jump off of the couch like while he's <laughs> holding it <laughs> like just nice. slam his face onto the ground it's it's so you, you showed for a second on the camera for like one second it showed the nature outside the window so now i'm going to get 4chan to track, track down your location yeah there you go. There's the get on it, boys. Get on it, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> you already know my address. I already know your I know, address. I know. <laughs> we, we, we both know each other's addresses, so it's like mutually assured destruction. And if so if one of us publishes one, the other one will. And then like our autist fans from both continents will attack each other's houses. Well, you're, there, there's the difference. Your fans kind of like me. My fans like would actually kill you actually uh youtube you didn't hear that napoleon bonaparte never interrupt your enemy while he's making a mistake <laughs> my yeah what, what i'm trying what i'm trying to say is that my your fans are a lot nicer than my fans my fans are just like schizo autists no 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 because this is something i want to like if it ever comes up relevant in a conversation um like because i feel like with there's that there's that meme where it shows the two chads and they like respect each other and love each other as like persons but they they're both on opposite sides of the war and have two different ultimate loyalties and so like in that thing they'd be willing to kill each other i feel like that's kind of i feel like that's kind of how we think of each other maybe like if there was like a hypothetical god forbid like religious war and it was a war for survival between the anglicans and the romanists and then, like, we encounter each other on the battlefield. We're like, hey, man, how's it going? Good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, but but the, Ang the Anglicans are cringe, though. You guys would lose 100%. What are you, oh, you going to have, mean, like... We're you calling guys, the... Um, oh, Rwanda? Yeah, we're calling, Rwanda. We have Rwanda, man. Bro, we get the freaking... I, I gorilla, to, we get the freaking guerrilla tactics. Bro, when I was in Bro, we own Africa. When I was in elementary school, I used to do like math equations on a website to get rice to Rwandans. I'm pretty sure you guys wouldn't win in a war. <laughs> like, mate, <laughs> mate, we own, we, that's where you're wrong. We own Africa. Good, good luck with Catholic President Biden trying to take Africa. We'll literally okay, just use, with, we'll uh, use, we'll use, English we'll straight up guerrilla tactics the American military into submission. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck with Charles the third, the King LARPer. King Larper the third. Good luck. Good luck with your army of uh, Father James Martin priests. Dude, what are you talking about? James James Martin. Uh, James Martin would absolutely debunk King Charles the <laughs> third. Yes, he did. He debunk him with uh, rainbows oh, and, and gather hymnals. Oh come! Oh no! I thought you were going to say something worse. Oh don't, no! I was thinking of something worse. Don't worry, but I won't. Oh, no. <laughs> for the sake of YouTube, if it wasn't on YouTube, it'd be a different story. Come on, man! He's a priest. You can't say stuff like that. You're like priest. Sure, I'm a priest. Priesthood of all believers. Well, you know what they say: the road to hell is paved with the skulls of bishops. That is, that is very time. true. No, paved with the skulls of priests, and bishops are their lampposts, something like that. Yeah, and it's ascribed know, that's, that's to like literally every church father. <laughs> Like 
all all joking aside, this is kind of what annoys me the most about the super triumphalistic um, Eastern Orthodox, uh, the way in which they go about things. And then some Romanists too, but like they're kind of delusional when they do this. And they obviously don't like, they don't even have like their eyes open. Um, mm. But it's like, what they'll do is they'll have like, okay, the Orthodox Church is like based in Trad Orthodox Church. And like, mm-hmm. if, if you know anything about like how actual orthodoxy is, yeah. uh, like outside of like your Rokor uh, community yeah. of like, that's not of America. People. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of, outside of America. Oh, um, frick. Instant location change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Instant location change. Yo, Christian Wagner, but, um, the uh, miracle of bilocation confirmed. True, true, true. But, um, man, I don't know what's wrong with my camera. Is this... I, just, I look more because it's not a Logitech Brio 4K Pro. That's what's wrong. This with is a Logitech Brio 4K Pro. What? Yeah, you didn't set it up right then. What do you mean? Or, or no? So you can? Is it actually the? Ca- okay, so it's the camera you set up in your thingo. In your there's also lighting conditions that come into account. It's probably it's probably it. The light because like, I can see a lot of the grain that comes from low lighting in your setting. I just noticed oh. my camera is only at seven, only at four eighty right now. So I'm gonna set my camera to seven twenty. Give me, Should give me like change. five minutes. There we go. Oh, switch, look at this quality! Look player. at this quality! Look at this quality now! Look at me! Look okay, we're gonna, we're gonna set my camera. We're gonna set my camera. You can, you can, good. you can see my individual beard hairs. How, how good is that? <laughs> so go, go to the, um, go to the settings at the bottom, at the bottom Streamyard bar, and there'll be. You can go to the video camera. Um, and you should see a setting for the camera resolution. And uh, if it's a 4K Brio, you should be able to bring up to bring it up to 720 because that's the max I have. Since apparently this stream, this stream's only going at 720p, so I think that's why. <laughs> but not not the skull of Susan the youth worker. <laughs> so true that that is a holy relic. <laughs> Will different nations, ethnic groups, and races exist in our resurrected bodies? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think we'll be. Um, although there is the biblical imagery of like being all clothed in pure white and all that stuff. <laughs> I'm not saying what I think you guys will think I'm saying. <laughs> I'm a half cast boy, so I have no interest that way. Well, I have a half interest that way on my dad's side, but um that's just a clothing thing so i i I see no reason why not i mean i I see no reason why um suddenly the uh the the super dark like african chieftain from uganda will suddenly become like a a poster child for the aryan race in his new resurrected body so i know no reason to think that so i mean absent any evidence to the contrary i think that should that that should just be presumed we're going to be resurrected as our own, uh, as our own race. Oh, you're a robot now. I'm a robot. (laughs) 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 You're freaking T, you're freaking T-800. That's an about. (laughs) 
How does this sound now? Okay, you're perfect. Actually, you're really crisp. You're really crisp. Yeah, yeah, because I switched to my actual mic rather than my computer mic. I was going to say, like, I, was, I noticed that as well. Okay, so... quality was... <laughs> How did, how did I how did I screw up this camera? Um, your camera is like looking from the stream. It's looking fine. Did you check in the StreamYard settings in the bottom bar? So go go. Uh, so there's the bottom bar in this StreamYard. Mirror thing. mirror my camera. Oh, I hate this, bro. This is so, the worst. So if you go to the bottom bar in the StreamYard settings in the stream window, you hit settings, then camera, and then there'll be an option for camera resolution. Okay, I low res, may... low definition, right? You want to go to you want to go to like seven twenty p definition if you want to get max quality. Okay, okay, there you go. Okay, well, so we're good. we're supp we're supposed to be. Oh yeah, this is so boomer. Turn off yeah, the distortion. What is the distortion? Yeah. That was that was what was episode? happening. I have no idea. Okay, so. Not the skull of Susan, the youth worker. Did you did you see that? Um, there was an episode that uh, Craig Truglia did with Matthew Powell against Protestantism, like oh, Protestantism debunked. And at one moment, people in the chat were going on about like Pastor Jim and all that, having the memes about that. And then someone randomly, like they were talking about relics, I think. And then mm -hmm. someone just randomly thought up like the skull, the relic skull of Saint Susan, the youth worker from Pastor Jim's Bible Church. And Craig truly, I, I never seen him just belch in laughter that hard. He he lost it. He completely lost it. That was the funniest moment. Yeah. So so what was I was saying before? I was mocked for my camera quality, but um, yeah, I, a lot of a lot of these um, like coping mechanisms. I, I guess that's the best way. <clears throat> like coping with modernity. You have a lot of apologetics. A lot of people like b literally base their entire religion on this, which is kind of like crazy. But like whatever, whatever kind of has like the most sort of um, based front aesthetics. So like their reason for not being Anglican, like why aren't they Anglican? They're not Anglican because like they don't agree with the 39 articles on election or justification mm -hmm. or the infallible rule of faith or the nature of the church or whatever. That's not why they they are not Anglicans, because in their view, Anglican equals church of england woman bishop like that yeah. that's that's their front facing sort of thing and like a lot i mean a lot of protestants why aren't they roman catholic because they're front they they look and they see pope francis and they're like well pope francis cringe and a lot a lot of people are trying to cope with uh cope with modernity and with like the the crisis that we all find ourselves in in the last uh century or so yeah. Um, and, and the way in which they do it is they just look at who has the uh, most based uh, based optics. And it's like ridiculous because you 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 like you'll have these guys and they'll send like pictures like, oh, here's like a CC. And you look at who's standing right next to St. John Paul II. It's like the, the patriarch of Constantinople standing right next to him. praying. Yeah, exactly. Together. And it's like every everybody is in, engaging in this. It's not it's not a question. If you if you wanted to say that nobody could engage in this, or or you you couldn't have union with anybody <clears> engaging <throat> in this behavior, then you'd have to be like true orthodox or set of a contest or or, or something like that. Every, everybody's engaging in this type yes. of behavior. Um, it's even even on like the reform side. Um, you look at some of the uh, more ecum ecumenical type behavior that's going on. Um, 
like between, for example, you get Presbyterians and Reformed Baptists coming together. Like to your historic authors, that would be horrific. Yeah. <laughs> like that would be utterly oh, yeah. horrific. Oh yeah. And that's yeah. why that's why I love how that's why I love um James White. His he's very much self-awareness. He'd say, look, Calvin would probably throw me off a bridge. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> so I like it when people are self-aware with that stuff. And that's why I really loved. Well, for one, I shared I shared your tweet on that when you talked about the New Testament church, how how really messed up in a practical situation it was. Like if you know if an author bro was just transported to the New Testament church and they weren't told that it was that, they'd just say, Oh no, ooh, based uncringe. Where's the actual apostles? Oh wait, they're they're right there. And that's yeah, why I shared they, your tweet. It was actually really good to that respect. And that's why a yeah. while ago I also shared one of those. You you know when people make those like it's 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 it was your old intro song with the the one that goes um da, 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 like that bass yeah, like yeah, kind yeah. of bass slideshow song. Someone someone made a parody of that where in where it started with like something like reject Protestantism or something and it just showed these like mega church concert worship like ew bad and then it transitioned when it goes to the bass drop like the epic bit it goes to these like really um really basic um worn down not good looking very very empty aesthetically orthodox churches yeah and like some of them would like like standout chairs and some of them would just no imagery at all some yeah, with yeah. like really really like really weird like kids things or whatever with like makeup costumes and that and it's just like oh look how base orthodox it is because <laughs> that's just that's just reality like i mean granted i can grant that <clears throat> on a ratio orthodox churches are much 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 more aesthetically decked out but it's not uniform, um, and it's probably increasingly not going to be that case. A yeah, lot it's more. it's like you, for example, um, Hassan always has this fun thing that he does with people, where he's like, "Hey, did uh, when people start bringing up the crisis in the church, he's like, yeah, did you hear about that? Um, that Italian bishop that ordained uh, women priests.'" And then, then the other person's like, yeah, yeah, the one that, uh, like, two or three years ago, that Italian bishop. He's like, no, I'm talking about the 10th century. And then the person's <laughs> face just, like, the face just drops. And they're like, wait, what are, you, what are you talking about? You mean, like, there hasn't been this sort of, like, up to 1962, uh, uh, before Vatican II started, you had, like, pure, like, uh, TLM aesthetics going on all the way from the beginning. Then no, it, it hasn't it hasn't been like that. And you know the reason I know it hasn't been like that? It's literally just read the New Testament. These Orthodox <laughs> guys, they don't like read read first and second Corinthians. Oh my goodness. Like oh, yeah. you, like oh, oh stuff, you you think you think like the LGBT stuff is bad? Imagine if you had dudes in the church like sleeping with their mother-in-laws. Yeah. And like the church was trying to welcome them. And, that and, people is like, and and people thinking there's multiple holy spirits. Yeah, yeah. You you have you have people who like don't even think Jesus came in the flesh, and they're like in union with you. It's like what in the world? Like that's actually something which is really interesting when you look at the New Testament. You see how very long it took them to excommunicate people. So you would be in union, uh, like on a local level. You would have these guys in your like parish who were just like full preterists or they were like denying like the incarnation they'd be like mm -hmm. just in your in your like local parish with you it's exactly. insane it's insane Invisible church baby no. <laughs> no that's not the, the conclusion the conclusion i draw is just like um i i think uh i can't remember the exact latin term for it but it's basically uh the, the church has historically been known as the chaste whore have you ever heard of that i've not from certain images of, of uh, like Hosea, 
and also oh, like yeah. John chapter four. Basically, you have you have the redeemed harlot who um, like will ju- just as in Hosea, um, even though she's been redeemed from her harlotry, like goes back to her her whoring. And um, and that, that's that's a, that's it, itself a um, an image of the image of the church. Historically, um, you, you look mm-hmm. at the the church, which uh, while, yes, we, we all we all call the church holy in that the church uh grants uh or or supplies or has been given and communicates the means of uh attaining holiness through her teaching and her sacraments yes we 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 all we all say that but um on the other hand it's you have a large portion of the church and this isn't what really annoys me is it's like you look back in the and i was saying i was saying this um on twitter and people are getting mad at me but it's like you you look back to like the medieval church i guarantee and people people were getting mad at me about this but i'm like i guarantee in like i don't know 13th century england there were more catholic women since everybody in the country were catholic there were more catholic women then getting abortions than there are today there's only only two percent uh point two percent of catholic women get abortions today and back then they wouldn't they sometimes they would use a uh, drug sometimes it was like straight up infanticide um i was actually talking with somebody on twitter who was saying that his grandfather remembers a time he, he grew up in a central european country where farmers would just like kill some of their kids like straight Jeez. out of the womb um because they just didn't want another mouth to feed like things were brutal things were evil things were wicked and it's always been like that and it's mm-hmm. always going to be like that um until until the second coming and for people to just kind of like look for this like weird uh i think the term is like purity spiraling um that's it yeah yeah it's like it's this weird sort of uh purity spiraling where they won't actually just like look at what matters and i say like okay i want to decide between like let's say they're they're convinced protestantism is not true and they're like okay i want to look at whether i should be roman catholic or whether i should be orthodox what what should they be looking up? They should be like, okay, I want to look into the papacy. I want to look into the filioque. I want to look into some of the stuff around uh, Palamism, although I don't think Palamism is as big of an issue as the first two. That's that's what they should be looking into. Um, they should be looking into the motives of credibility. Uh, mm-hmm. They should be uh, asking themselves about uh, whether the Orthodox Church or the Catholic Church uh, in line with uh, Augustine's on the unity of the church. Not Cyprian's mm-hmm. Augustine's on the New Church. <laughs> um, uh, looking at uh, how how we look at marks the church from the from the Old Testament. That that's that's what they should be doing. They shouldn't be going and looking like okay, who who like let me look at the newsreel real quick and let me look at like my Twitter friends real quick. Who who kind of looks more cringe to me? That that's that's yeah. a fool's errand, and that that's not supernatural faith. That's not yeah, supernatural who's, faith. Who's at all. more who's more based? Uh... The, the, that's the the fifth mark of the church, which everyone has forgotten until the uh, the Western convertodox phenomena is the is the baseness of the church. That is a uh, true. that is a mark of a true church. No, that's that's true. That's true. <laughs> do you want do you want to say something? It's 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 tangentially related because it's from an author guy. You know mm. that our Twitter account Palamism Respecter. Yeah, yeah, that guy will share myself he's, sometimes. He's a he's he's a, he's a good bloke. I like him, so I'm not like digging at him because like, oh, look at this absolute idiot. No, he's a good bloke. I like him, but he obviously he's an author, so mm-hmm. he'll post some some very cringe takes, just as I think you post some cringe takes. Not as much as most other people, which is awesome. And as you may think, 
I would post some cringe takes because you are not regenerate. So <laughs> I want to look at this one. It's just one really quick one, which I find really, really funny. Um, and it is a tweet of his. <clears throat> Only Orthodox Christianity can make sense of the entirety of scripture. Every heretical and schismatic sect has massive internal contradictions with their understanding of the scriptures that they simply brush aside or ignore. Now, he mentions that, and I, as soon as he said that, I immediately went through my brain because, like, obviously, I dispute that orthodoxy is a correct understanding of scripture in yeah, many yeah. areas. But but a lot of that takes a, a bit of time of developed argument. There's not really many... Like, it's very rare with developed systems of thought to come up with, like, a straight-up slam-dunk contradiction. But I think... I, I genuinely think there was one. I, I came up with it really quickly. Um, and it's comparing the Confession of Decithius to Romans. There's, there's many, many numerous points at which you could do that. Yeah, yeah. But the, the best one is this. So... In Decree 3 of the Confession of Decithius, it says this, But to say, as the most wicked heretics do, and as is contained in the chapter of Cyril's Confession, to which this answers, that God in predestinating or condemning did not consider in any way the works of those predestinated or condemned, we know to be profane and impious. So it's condemning that. Now, here's Paul in Romans chapter 9, verses 10 to 13. And not only so, but also when Rebecca had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born and had done nothing either good or bad in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls, she was told the older will serve the younger, as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. Um, yeah. Author Bros, please explain. <laughs> so so true, Father Brown. Father Brown's a Jesuit, so he's his ears are melt his Molinist ears are melting off right now. <laughs> But, uh, I love yeah, honestly I love that, that that's like if if you ask me sort of um because pe people ask me all the time they're like hey Christian did you ever consider uh Eastern Orthodoxy I'm like to be honest no I didn't and why um well one it has to do with uh all my Augustinianism well, when it comes to grace election and free will that that's something so you're, so you're not a Pelagian in other words yes yeah I'm, I'm not a Pelagian and, and while I don't I don't think it's fair to say that uh the Orthodox uh are are Pelagians um I I think they follow um certain just incorrect uh traditions that Greeks have often brought up that that I, I think, think the Molinists actually I, I think the Molinists um to be fair uh actually did strike on um a tradition that was present in the church for a very long time especially in the east and in some portions of the West, uh, but I think it's an, I think it's just incorrect. Uh, I think it's incorrect. would you would you agree? Because um, I know that there's a I think there's a technical definition, but there's so many different understandings people have it. Would you agree at least? Because I, I think this is the case that Arminianism is at least semi Pelagian. I'd never say it's full Pelagian, but would you agree that it's semi Pelagian? I I, I would say Arminianism uh, in particular, especially since most modern Arminians are uh, Wesleyan Arminians, not like classical Arminians. Um, but like when it when it comes to uh, Molinists, I don't think Molinists are semi Pelagians. Mm. But yeah, I. I, I agree with that. So I see the Molinist view and the fathers on this. They will literally talk about foreseen merits in relation to predestination. Um, I, mm. So St. Thomas has an interesting way, actually, of interpreting the Eastern Fathers. And as we know, St. Thomas actually was quite well read in the Eastern Fathers uh, due yeah. to the work. I, I want to pick up the full set of the of the of the Catena Aurea. That looks very interesting. Mm -hmm. So what 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 St. Thomas says is basically we can speak of um, cause in two senses. We can speak of calls on the part of thing and then calls on the part of God. So this obviously wouldn't work with you because I actually, eh, maybe kind of, 
is what what St. Thomas is going to say is like what on the part of God there was no and I I think it, I think the De De Uno in this is just absurd. I, I was actually reading about um, divine knowledge yesterday um, in in Q fourteen of Prima Pars, and I, I just kept having these realizations. Like I, I don't get how people like read through divine knowledge stuff and are just like, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's admissible to have a middle knowledge. But basically, St. Thomas is going to say, okay, what, what Augustine and the Western Fathers were really um, harping on was that on the part of God, there's no um, cause to his election of certain people. But what what he what the Eastern Fathers were talking about is they were talking about on the part of um, on the part of the like working out of God's decrees that he mm. decreed um, decreed that merits be a means for glory. And therefore, in, in that sense, uh, we we can talk about yeah. electing on the on the basis of uh, foreseen. Yeah. So it's not a matter of eternal God looking through the corridors of time and saying, "Yeah, I pick you," but it's a matter of in time, like posterior to his election, the merits are a means for person becoming glorified. Yeah, yeah. I, I th basically, I think, and I said this on Twitter uh, yesterday. What what exactly did I say? Um, I, I think I this is actually. Uh, a reflection on what I was, um, what I was thinking about reading uh, Q14 and just some of the realizations that I've had. Um, yeah, all the discussion on uh, sodomy. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> classic. I know, class, classic Wagner Absolutely moment. Classic. Um, yeah, so basically many errors come from arriving at a difficulty and accepting one of the difficult positions rather than answering the objection with a more profound mean that does not touch the opposed errors. Uh, but basically what, what I was saying here is that what you get with uh, especially the teaching of St. Thomas, and, and I think the Reformed are in, in on it uh, when it comes to De Deo Uno, but what, what we get here is that St. Thomas, the reason he writes about uh, you just get it like read, read Q14 and have a knowledge of the first 13 questions. You see that the reason St. Thomas is saying what he's saying on divine knowledge is because the rest of the doctrine of God, <clears throat> of what is both revealed and known from reason necessitates this view. It, necessitates, it leads necessarily as a conclusion does. So St. Thomas is judging from uh, proper and higher principles. He's judging like, okay, God is ipsum esse per se subsistence. This is what this is what that means when it comes to divine knowledge. This that that's how St. Thomas judges. And Gary, you says something very interesting in another place. He's like the, the reason that Thomism is is for him uh, the best. And I'm actually going to be talking about this at about eleven uh, for those watching. At 11 o'clock, I'll be talking about what is theology from De Revelazione. And he actually has this famous phrase in there, uh, trolling the Molinists. But St. Thomas judges from on high. He judges from the most proper principle of the deity. Where when you have other systems like Molinism, or in a, in a certain degree, I, I think Scotism is exactly like this as well. Um, you, you, you have certain difficulties that arise that they, they judge on the basis of lower difficulties. So they say, okay, we have this difficulty of grace and free will. How are we going to reconcile God's knowledge with our free will? St. Thomas doesn't go there. St. Thomas is like, okay, how am I going to draw forth what it means for God to know from the proper principles mm -hmm. of, uh, of his deity? He's not yeah. doing theology on the basis of perceived difficulties. He's resolving those difficulties in the higher light of higher principles. 
So that's that's what makes St. Thomas so much better on this. That that's kind of why I've never had this issue uh, with divine uh, knowledge that a lot of people uh, will have, like a not not if difficulty as in like intellectual difficulty, but difficulty in like emotional difficulty, mm. because it's yeah. just like I know this is I know this is true. It follows from proper principles. Um, the the arguments are sound. So it's like, yeah, I I know these two things are true. Like I I might not at this moment. Uh, I, I can explain to you why why they don't contradict. Sure, I can do that all day. I can explain to you why they don't contradict. It may not feel like they like they're coherent to one another, but I know that God is true, and I trust that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and pe- people people have this um, sort of intellectual. I, I think it I think it is an intellectual pride uh, in a, in a in a very large degree where it's like okay, I, I need to like figure this out. Yeah. I'm not going to trust revelation. I need to figure this out or, or, I'm, yeah. or I'm just like, I'm done. And I'm going to like either come up with a ridiculous solution or I'm going to apostatize. That's a very dangerous place for you guys to be in. I agree. I think, I think that uh, that reliance on theology by resolving difficulties is the entire thing that, that keeps the problem of evil as even a thing at all is just, we have these, we have these preconceptions of, that's why I absolutely hate that entire academic thing and analytic philosophy between theists and non-theist philosophers on the problem of evil because it's all centered on a premise of like a perfectly good God. Like what on earth does that even mean? A maximally great being. What on earth does that even, I mean, metaphysically, like maximally great being, you can define that. But in terms of morality, what on earth does that mean? God's maximally good. But to, to borrow from to borrow from the Barnsonites, by what standard? Yeah. <laughs> by what standard? And this 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 is like presuppers have an absolute field day with this, and that's 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 kind of the one one of the things why I'm somewhat sympathetic to presupp method, though not entirely, because I, I read I've got a uh, Van Til's uh, what is it the doc, the defense of the faith in my bookshelf, and I read through a bunch of it, and he's like, yeah, he's bang on with so much of his diagnoses, but with some of his solutions, I'm just like, okay, eh, okay, kinda, yeah, no, probably not. Um, but to me, the entire problem of evil just dissipates with the whole thing of like, well what are your presuppositions? What a good, what does it mean for God to be good? And if it's fundamentally within his nature, if that's where goodness is actually rooted, even all the transcendentals, good, uh, truth, goodness, and beauty, if they're all actually rooted in him, then it's actually straight up incoherent to, to subject him to a test of like a morally great being of if God good, why bad thing happen? No matter how sophisticated you do, like the more sophisticated guys will be like, oh, well, um, maximally good being he wouldn't allow natural evils that are outside of man's control because you can't just defend that with oh well bad people did but their free will and other sophisticated things it all just goes away because like it's all presupposing a standard against god and it's just it literally makes no sense we're supposed to we're supposed to be going to him for the standard of morality if you see all this evil stuff happening around here it's understandable emotionally you might want to cry out to god why why did you do this god and all that stuff that's perfectly normal and natural The, the biblical writers do that but you can do that without therefore thinking, oh, there must be a standard to subject God to. That literally makes no sense. If you if you affirm a classical definition of God yeah, as the, the root of, of all these things, it's like it's it, the, the, to even ask the question of would a maximally would a maximally great being do that? If your first if your first answer to such a question of would a moral God do that would be to evaluate abstract moral principles. If that's your first thing to go for, you're already on the wrong side. The first thing you're supposed to do is, well, what has God actually said and done? Because how do we know the qualities of God and his standards? We ask him. We read what he said. So the entire the entire problem of evil thing is just an absolute non-starter for me. 
Okay, so uh, wouldn't the working out of God's degree be part of predestination? Okay, so to what you're asking, the philosopher pirate, um, the I, I sent a quote from Saint Thomas uh, on the on the part of God, uh, his decree is absolutely simple. Um, there, this this is actually why uh, the Scotists are wrong about the uh, their conclusion from the absolute premise that Christ would come had man not fallen. Um, but on the part of God, his decree is absolutely simple. Uh, so we're we're just talking on the part of the relationship between the objects. Uh, that that's that's all we're talking about. So I, I don't I don't know if that answers or whatever. Okay, so is there broadly speaking, is there much of a difference between classical reform positions on predestination and Thomistic ones? No. Based. Yeah, wrong looks I, I think uh, I think yeah. there might be there might be a difference when it comes to sufficient grace. I, I think I think that because we we would believe as Thomas that God gives sufficient grace to all so that all may be under um so that, that all may be uh, under the condemnation of rejecting uh, sufficient grace, but we we believe that God doesn't give efficacious grace right. uh, to all. So I, I, so, I would, so the content of sufficient grace would that be like God's revelation, the writing of the law in their heart, and all that? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it'd be. I think the reformed they're all about that. Yeah, I think they all say that. Um, yeah, but, but I think there's the, also the there's also one... like a flavor of like prevenient, like a sort of prevenient grace idea going on, but it's not it's not a prevenient no, grace no, isn't, no, okay. isn't like efficacious to bring about. Yeah, yeah, version. yeah. The the big one I like to I see people cite when they talk about like difference because I, I I love it so much whenever I get the opportunity to talk to like some some pseudo Arminian Romanist in the in the uh, modern day, like 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 my uh, my um flipping what where is it from? My Colombian friend here in Sydney. Uh, he's 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 Roman. He's very devout and all that. Not like a rad trad, but he's like trad in like a moderate sense. And he he like rants and raves about Calvinism. And just when I got the first time when we're out at a bar and I got to introduce him, like, hey, did you know Thomas Aquinas agrees with us? And I just I just cited stuff to him. I read it to him, and he, he just refused to believe. Me. He just completely refused to believe me. But I think he kind of had to acquiesce eventually because because with the more sophisticated people who engage with that, who still try to knock on like quote unquote Calvinism. They'll say, "Well, Thomism is still different because uh, Thomists don't be don't believe in double predestination, whereas Calvinist does." And it's like, okay, calm down. John Piper and John MacArthur are not neo-Calvinism is an aberration. Okay, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of gay. It's 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 the whole thing of supposing that Calvinism, quote unquote, is uh, gives a double predestination in the sense of an equal ultimacy. That in the exact same way as God elects some to salvation in the exact same way he elects some to damnation. That's just, that's just straight yeah. up not true. Read, read, just bloody read Calvin himself. And, and, and just like with Luther and Lutheranism, how Lutherans themselves will say, look, Luther is not the, is not the be all end all of our thing. Like we didn't call ourselves Lutherans. That label was given upon us. Likewise, with Calvinism, there's Calvin, there's uh, Francis Turretin, who I've got right here. And other guys, they'll, they'll, they'll very casually talk about how like, how the election works out is not God actively damning someone in the exact same way of actively electing them, but it's in people are elected to damnation in the sense of like he passes over them and just lets them destroy themselves. It's it's not that hard. Wait, did you did you see this uh, little gem that I found from uh, a lot of people don't don't realize this. This is a little known fact. But sometimes uh, St. Thomas, the way he phrases questions in the beginning of the question is different than the way he phrases it article heads. So oh, look, okay. so in most people reading um, article five are going to say like, okay, whether the foreknowledge of merits is the cause of predestination. 
They're like, okay, foreknowledge of merits is not the cause of election. But you know what else St. Thomas says? Whether merits are the cause or reason of predestination or reprobation or election. Mm. So St. Thomas is actually uh, also saying that reprobation is not uh, caused by demerits, just like the reforms say. But you have to remember for St. Thomas, mm. uh, reprobation is different than predemnatio. And this is the same for the reform, where reprobation is the exclusion from grace rather than the, uh, the decree uh, for hell. For damnation the decree for mm-hmm. damnation only comes after the fall into sin it doesn't come before the fall into sin that would be ridiculous right. um what's my main reasons for rejecting uh protestantism because it's wrong i read i read your conversion story when you like first announced it and you're all like i can't not submit to the patriarch of the west and i'm just like mm. yeah because I, I mean i think i think the ecclesiology um of anglo-catholicism uh which which i i think that that is the i i at least think that that's more representative of the pre-reformation ecclesiology than your ecclesiology is um which i know i know you're just like and my mind's more (laughs) i'm like i'm a proud i'm a proud cyprianic ecclesiology enjoyer (laughs) yeah yeah so basically what, so that's, what I think that's is third when, century boys, let's go. <laughs> when it comes to like Anglo-Catholic views on ecclesiastical authority, it's like Bishop Bishop of Rome is the patriarch of the West. It's gonna outrule like anything local Anglican bishops can do. So it's like, yeah, it's it's fundamentally incoherent. Um so yeah. Theology, uh, theology by fiat, how good boys. <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, so somebody asking me uh, my main reasons for rejecting Protestantism. Um, first of all, what is Protestantism? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, for, for reject. I know you're asking me my, my main reason for rejecting like Anglo Catholicism, and I and I just gave yeah. it. And Paul would be like, "Yeah, that's that's a valid, uh, <laughs> that's a valid like conclusion you can draw." Um, so yeah, what what do you mean by Protestantism? Uh, I guess that's yeah. the first point. I guess there was like yeah. a lot of different stages of Protestantism that I went through uh, on the on the slow march to the Tiber. Um, but yeah, the, I guess there was different reasons for each one of my uh, stages. It's like when when St. Paul talks about casting off all of like your your weights in, in the race. I was casting off all of the Protestant nonsense in my race. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as, as I went... As I went further and further away from the uh, the blessed Puritans, uh, I actually oh, I'm not a Puritan boy. Trust me. <laughs> I, I I think the most consistent Protestant position is like Scottish Presbyterianism. In, uh, I think it in, is, dude. Uh, I think it in, is. Uh, Jure uh, Jure Divino uh, Presbyterianism for the win. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I I partially agree with that thesis. I've 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 argued quite a lot on my channel that the original that the original setup of the ecclesiology of the church was more or less Presbyterian. Mm. Um, not necessarily everywhere, because I think we do have good testimony, like Eusebius, for example. James was like the the head honcho of Jerusalem, and then after him, after he died, a single guy was elected to his place. So I think Jerusalem from the beginning was probably monarchical. Um, but otherwise, many other places were not, including Rome. So I, I, I affirm, I actually affirm a light sense of Jure Divino um, Presbyterianism in that it is a valid form of ecclesiology. But um, 
not not in the sense of like it must be that and like a monarchical episcopate is like bad and gay and all that i love the episcopate i actually do think in practicality and i think that's i think it's actually by god's grace that it eventually became like universal across the church because a monarch in any virtually any context corporate ecclesial political a monarchic setup is just superior it, it just is familial familial as well yes so true. family isn't a democracy egalitarianism is pretty gay not gonna lie that's true uh yeah so i i saw your question uh alistair uh up there but how do how and, and i meant to i meant to uh grab it i just forgot um how how much should we prepare for communion if we are to receive weekly a copy the imitation of Christ I own at the back is passages to meditate on for three days before communion. Yeah. So the traditional uh, practice, and it's kind of cool is to basically make um, every single week that you're supposed to receive a triduum. So uh, like the same process you go through for good Friday, Holy Saturday, and then Easter morning, that is supposed to be the same sort of thing you go through um, in your preparation for communion. Which is why traditionally, uh, for example, spouses would cease marital relations for uh, on Thursday. Um, uh, fasting would continue into Saturday. This is why we have confessions usually on on Saturday. Because you do you do have to um, you have to view Saturday in a special light, kind of like how you view uh, Friday and Sunday in a special light. You can't just like. Okay, I'm gonna go max penance on Friday, just like do whatever I feel like on Saturday and kind of forget about it and then go back on Sunday. That's it's kind of it's kind of just misses the entire point. But yeah, turning each week into a triduum is is a great traditional practice um that that uh I think everybody should implement. Uh how how long are you supposed to fast before you commune uh, in the Catholic Church? Uh the current laws on fasting is that it's one hour before you receive communion. So but I don't think you, I don't, I don't think you, uh, I, I don't think uh, that's what you were asking, but that's what you did ask. Um, I don't think that's what you meant. What you meant to ask is how long should I fast uh, before I receive communion? Um, you should probably talk to your uh, confessor about that. He can, he can guide you better than I can on this random YouTube video. I mean, so some yeah, people, it's pull, like pull calculator. Yeah, pull pull up the. Uh, do you have the magisterial bot three thousand or whatever? Not yet. Actually, so funny you mentioned that. The guy um, who made it, he literally just messaged me just before this stream and said, "Hey, this post office I was at wasn't able to do it, but I found I'm going to one of the main city that will be able to send it over to Australia. So I just gave it gave him my address, and it should be coming soon. And I'm and I'm hoping, I'm praying to God." if he does send it, that it will come in time for my debate with Timothy Gordon um, because I, I that will be so relevant because his whole thing and the debate is going to be like, is Sol Scrittura reasonable? And his whole thing, I, I, I showed you the the summary of his position about yeah. how like, oh, Protestants reject pre-scriptural tradition and historical uh, epistemic axioms. And so it's going to go, it's going to be that kind of thing because his main video on it is like, oh, Protestants, Soul Scriptura, no, no Soul Scriptura early church because early church no have Bible until like 380, which is just um, anyway. And so I'm praying to God that there'll be a there will be a moment in my rebuttals or in the or in the Q and A where I, if I have it, I can just bring up the dogma bot 
I can just bring him up. Dogma bar. Like, That's what it's called, the dogma bar. I can just flex all over him. Like, hey, hey, you don't have an infallible canon of magisterial statements and their rank, and you don't have an infallible list of popes and all that, and you don't have an infallible interpreter for the magisterium. So, hey, I have my solution. It's the dogma bot. It just, it straight up injects new divine revelation into your head every time you have a question. So that system's superior. So submit to dogma bot. So you have a Big Mac before you commute? <laughs> I, okay, okay. So there's there's a dip. Okay, there's two questions here. One, can you canonically, without without going against the, the law of the church? Yes. Should you? No. But you didn't. You didn't need me here to answer that question. <laughs> And so, that I, I so I, I'm certain he's being sarcastic, but I think yeah, it's a really good yeah. tip for people. When someone, when people are asking questions regarding like, like the technical boundaries for what's permissible and that versus what should you, in a more moral sense, do. When people are just like trying to, again, I'm not saying YVF is doing that. It's a good meme, but um, when people are just trying to tease out the the, the technical allowances so they can find the best exploit, that alone is is proof enough to show that they're that they're not they're not they're literally not christ-like that's not what christ does that's not what we should be doing as christians so if you have that attitude even if technically you're just trying to stay within the boundaries if that's your attitude to just exploit the maximum that you're allowed in the boundaries then you have some spiritual discernment to do it's It's talmudic it's talmudic yeah exactly that's 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 talmudic that's that talmudic thinking i just it's like it's like everybody this is this is what hassan and i have noticed when it comes to sexual ethics Everybody gets super Talmudic when it comes to sexual ethics. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, and it's like you. So is it technically was, permissible in the, yeah. it, let's say in the wedding ceremony where we accidentally slip over and one thing becomes another. Is that, is that technically allowed or is that a sexual yeah, location? Yeah. Um, we should just bring back the, the, the base tech and tread medieval wedding ceremony where like, as soon as it's done, the bride and groom are carried off to the bed chambers. And they do their thing. No, actually, actually, uh, um, most confessors recommended that they uh, wait as long as possible before, um, before consummated the marriage. Oh, that's cringe. That's it's that's big, one of the things. Big, that's big. one of the things I'm very. That's I'm that's very critical always... of. That's one of the things I'm very critical of. That was very popular in the early church, where chastity. It's a virtue, obviously, and it's good in in most contexts. Um, but but where the emphasis on chastity got to the point where like you should deliberately like inhibit marital relations, I'm just like that's cringe, bro. Those, like, as those soon as you have, as soon as you're married, wives, you're a baby factory. Those who have wives be as they have none. Paul, no, no, we didn't mean that. No, because no. I am advising you, not a command from the Lord, but as one who, by the Holy Spirit, is trustworthy, and I simply don't want you to suffer harm during the coming crisis now whatever that is whether he thought the second coming was about to happen or for some other thing local in corinth very clearly a uh, contextually bound command debunked okay okay Hist- yeah. historical critical method uh, according to my calculations no. of the uh, yeah bas- basically you just like you just you just soy jacked everywhere right now yeah i just soy jacked you with historical critical methodology yeah you, you get you get um because you know you know uh Tim Gordon's guy, right? Tim Gordon's who? His guy. Yeah, the guy he's doing the the dating app thing on with. Uh, I don't. I haven't followed that. 
Oh yeah. So they're oh you haven't? Okay, I'll have to I'll have to show you a video about it. Um Ooh. you're about you're about to like lose your mind. But okay. uh this guy, um, so scrolling through Twitter yesterday, and and I see I see this uh pop up, and this is like Tim Gordon's guy. Wait, I gotta Oh yeah, if you have kids <laughs> cover their eyes. Yeah, yeah, if you have kids cover your eyes. Um uh, yeah. Yeah, or if you are a kid watching this. Yeah, yeah. You, you, have, you have stuff like this popping up. Yeah. It's like that's wait, that, that, that's Tim Gordon's guy as in like a co-host or the guy he's doing the dating app he's with. Doing, he's doing the dating app with. Yeah. Bruh. It, it, it's a bra moment. Okay, let me that is a certifiable bra moment. Okay, let me find the, oh, uh, the video. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I almost feel I almost feel like I've just I've just shown my icon for that. Like that that was unholy. That was straight up unholy. This, by the way, is straight from Athens, from my cousin. Ugh, disgusting. And this icon, by the way, is purely for memorial and didactic purposes. I never at all venerated. Okay. Let me pop this up real quick. Yeah, so they're starting like a trad dating app. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah, so... I mean, not the worst idea in the world. Not the worst idea in the world, but you'll you'll see why it's you'll see why it's a problem. Hi, I'm Tim Gordon, and I'm Will Noden. I'm a husband and a father of seven children, and so am I. Over the years of writing, teaching, podcasting, two children, and practicing my Catholic faith, I've had hundreds of young men and women who are striving towards virtue reach out because they're being come on, England is coming home and churches. In the single area that's True. most central I was wondering what and impactful to our lives, love and marriage. I'm fishing so with brother to bring you a service. No, 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 no. Look, look at that. What, the the name is return with and the, the kind old ladies at your parish have failed to solve. Proper discerning matchmaking. Current dating services skim the surface of superficial metrics to match users. They aren't for serious individuals searching for a soulmate. But we dig deep to bring the discernment back to this process for those who are serious. This service is free for women and costs $500 for men. Based on your application, we'll be hand-selecting individuals to be part of our pool. If you aren't accepted, there will be no charge. And we'll tell you why we don't think you're a good fit for this round. If you're accepted, you'll have a 45-minute Zoom call with us and our wives where we'll get to know you personally. We will consider each applicant in collaboration with our wives and each other. And within 90 days, provide the men and women with three prospects that we believe would be a complimentary match for them. We will then connect you with these three prospects and give you recommendations for beginning the courtship. The service is not a dating app. Okay. This is for young Catholics who are desiring marriage within the next 18 months. We are confident that our combined 40 years of patriarchy, marital and relationship counseling will provide applicants with life partners they can count on to raise loving families with and ultimately bring one another to heaven. Yeah, and I, I hate that music as well. But yeah, that, that's, uh, no, that's I have so doing. many questions. Um, so... <laughs> Free for women and five hundred bucks. That yeah, exactly. That like you know, you know the feminists who protest the gender wage gap. They have like a little baking, uh, like a little baking shop or whatever, and yeah. they'll charge seventy five cents for women, but one dollar for men to fight the gender wage gap. These guys just freaking dunked <laughs> on those feminists. A bloody 
that yeah, that is that is literally because it's zero dollars for women. That is literally an infinite price raise for men. <laughs> mathematically, they just shit all over feminists. My word. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, dude, it's okay, it's so that's interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm okay, like, so, dude, you read this, you read if you read this guy's stuff, it's it, it'd be interesting. I don't because I know you're interested in this sort of like this yeah, sort yeah. of thing. It, but if you read this guy's stuff, it's like he is like a um like a like a gynocrat, like like he he literally like he's he's patriarchal, but he's like yeah, the patriarchy exists for women, and like we we fight oh. each other for women. It's like literally like women, women, women. <laughs> like I hope she sees us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Okay, I mean, look, okay, on the basics of it, I actually really like that idea. Like, um, I actually do, I actually do a lot of parts of it. I do really like it, how stringent they are. And I think that could be very effective. Um, the, the price gap thing, okay, that, that thing, I can, I think I can see where they're kind of going with it, but it looks basically like a reverse dowry because for people who don't know, like traditionally the dowry would be paid to Tim Gordon. Now by the wife's uh by the the bride's uh family and they'd pay like the husband or as like a startup kind of thing this is like basically a reverse dowry the guy pays and not not, not the woman um i like some of the ideas for it but uh, there's some it, it it has it has still some of the quasi lapi based patriarchy trad thing or whatever but they are fathers. They are married. So they do have experience. So it's not all that. It still has some of that vibes though, because like, as you mentioned, the name return with the V that is okay. Wow. Oh dear. Um, now I think, <laughs> I think someone almost raised a relevant question there. Given how mega trad they are. Um, what's the age range? <laughs> 18 to 30 for women. And then 18 to 40 for men. 18 for women. That's not trad. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, come on, come on, Fed, Fed posting on my stream. I'm just saying from the trad perspective. Oh, Eamon, yeah, you didn't trad. see this, Eamon? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, and I, and I and I can't and I'm kind of thinking as well. Okay, since they're going like all out with the tradness of it, is like when when they do when the guy does find a matching girl, do they like arrange it so that like she's 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 like in all this traditional like i don't know 19th 18th century garb and she's just like waiting alone in the wheat fields of ukraine and the guy has to frolic over and pick her up and take her home is that how are they going to do it i mean yeah yeah the marriage ceremony actually takes place in a wheat field and she has this like blue blue dress she has to dye her hair blonde yeah uh, sorry i don't she, make she the must rules. be an aryan goddess that's yes another, yes that's in, another in the, thing that they didn't uh they didn't uh mention they, they, they didn't um, i'm surprised by the lack of frolicking in wheat fields but you, yeah you're right you're right the, the, <laughs> there's severe lack of wheat fields on this i'm very disappointed no okay a bun- bunch of bunch of shit posting but for real it sounds like a decent idea apart from a couple of what moments but but yeah and hey you yeah know, i mean i mean i yeah i i'm not I'm maybe, not maybe tim crapping on the idea converter I'm not crapping on the idea. What I am crapping on is the whole like the presentation. Bro, no, well, yeah, some of the present naming it return, like kind of, it gives it gives off a little bit of LARPy vibes, yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, but like you know, it, there, there's always a little bit of LARP in the beginning uh, when you're trying to start new things. Sure, yeah, but uh, yeah, there's a little bit of LARPiness, but like the five hundred dollars for. For, yeah, that yeah. is. Oh man, I, I guess the, the the thing I'm thinking of, I guess it's like 
because they really want to, because they recognize that men are like the primary influence. And so they're willing to be more lax for women because they understand men shape their, are more so the ones who will shape their wives. And so for men, they want to be very stringent. So not only do you have 500 bucks to spare, maybe that acts as like a financial filter. Like I actually able to afford this and thus you're more mm. likely to actually be able to support a family. But then also combined with like the interviews and all that, I think that's actually a pretty, pretty decent idea. There's, I, I don't know, bro. Yeah. It's like, you, I don't know about the money. You know, you know, you know why it's, you know what, if they, if they wanted a filter, they would take the $500 and give it back to them if they got married. That's what they would do if they wanted a filter. They, they wouldn't be idea. pocketing it. Not a bad idea. Not, not a bad mm -hmm. idea. There's actually a very similar um, service from a couple of from a couple of reform guys. I know one of them is a pastor. You know um, Michael Foster. He's on Twitter a lot. Uh, I think so. Yeah, he's 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 a big patriarchy dude as well. He's been doing it on the on the prot side, and they've actually been very influential uh, with me. They do it really really good. They they their and their explicit thing. They're very hardcore pro patriarchy and all that. But their explicit thing is to like avoid all the LARP, like just avoid it like like the plague and just like how does this work practically? How do you do it? I even um their 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 initial blog, it's good to be a man. I actually got to contribute an article for that, so that was cool. But they they um the other partner, non-tenant who's in New Zealand, he's actually helping start up a similar kind of service called Dominion Dating. Um it, it unfortunately doesn't have the five hundred dollar price tag for men, but it does it, it does a basic thing where it has like a women. basic it, it kind of has like a basic, very traditional reform statement of faith kind of thing. Like you actually have to affirm like historic Orthodox Christianity, Orthodox sexuality. And if you do that and, and patriarchy, of course, and if you accept all that, then you can enter the waiting list, um, which I like. And I, I actually can't wait till that opens. To be honest, I get tons like, of stupid desperate guys who can hold it together on a Zoom call. What, what you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What they're, what they're probably going to get is, uh, I mean, the, the women, the, the type of women who are going to sign up for this are going to be hag trads. You ever heard of a hag trad? I know. I think it is. It is. We have a similar term down here. There's the trad thought. No, no, no. So there's the yeah the trad. There's. I will use Paul's language. Uh, trad thought. Yeah, that's that's a that's also another frequent um, uh, archetype of of uh, trad archetype. woman archetype of trad woman. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the the hag trad is basically like the um, woman you'll get who's like in her like late twenties, early thirties, oh, and she larps yeah. trad, and like Wheatfield sort of pictures all the time, and then like, um, but but she's she's like not married and uh, is just annoying to everybody. Like you you know I know that yeah yeah and being yeah. very being very embedded in tradcath Sydney circles myself. That's definitely a thing. Along with the more regular trad thoughts, <laughs> yeah, because and then, then the the type of guys you're gonna get, um, who are gonna be shelling out five hundred dollars to do something like this, it, it was really it was really weird, uh, because you see in like the comment section where the other not not Tim Gordon the other guy was replying, people were like, "Bro, I'm not spending five hundred dollars on this. That's like a dumb like waste of money." He's like, oh, are you poor? Like, get in before the price goes up. And it's like, calm down, like, Andrew Tate. <laughs> get in before the price gets up, loser. And it's like, oh, are you poor? Like, we don't want broke men for our queens. <laughs> no broke men for our trad queens. <laughs> our queens are worth $1,000. We're giving them a discount. <laughs> <laughs> that no that actually i actually forgot to think of that yes it is 
that doesn't look good optically if that's the case like comments people are like oh 500 bucks stuff that because because don't forget and, and i think that may be a valid point because it's not like it's not like they're paying a dowry or something like they're having yeah. an agreement between families and that that's much more understandable because there's like an actual family familial authority happening this is literally a dating or well in their words a courting service like a digital app literally mm-hmm. and you're giving 500 dollars of that so even if in principle it it's understandable it does not look good optically yeah and it's just like also like mocking like dudes who are probably in college or something because i mean like because when you look at like the marriageable age like the type of the type of people who are like they're usually i i know a lot of these guys are usually in college or or they just like got out of college grad school whatever and they're just like yo i can't i can't spend five hundred dollars like on this and they're just like oh you're broke it's like my brother in Christ, I I'm like a like I don't know. I'm a 23 year old in grad school. Like I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to shell out five hundred dollars. Like oh you're broke. You're not you're not good for our queens. It's like dude, what, what do you want me to do? Like work at Walmart or something so I can get enough money for your five hundred dollar trad dating site for you you to pocket? Like come on man, it's God, like it's such bad. God like those those in, inshallah those who mock the poor mock their maker. As it says, in, as holy as holy Solomon says in in his proverbs. So it's yeah, like mocking, and, and our, mocking Lord, our Lord Himself. Yeah, yeah, mocking poor people is just like a really, really bad look, especially when it's not because they're lazy or anything. Like I, you know, I, I can get the sort. Of, there's some like harsh words in scripture about people who are just like lazy, refuse to work and get mm-hmm. money. Yeah, uh, grifters. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but yeah, so there, there's like harsh words in scripture for people who refuse to work. Um. But like yeah. when it comes to people that are just genuine, genuinely like having having a hard time in life, yeah, and that's that the case moment, or or they're like they're they're in school or or whatever it may be, or they're still like looking, like you know, don't don't just like go and like mock these people. That is such it's such a bad look. Like you know, yeah. not not all of us can can have uh five hundred desperate dudes to give us five hundred bucks for our marriage yeah, exactly. application it's- service. A lot of it is a result of the modern economy as orchestrated by people with an early life section in their Wikipedia bio. So it's, it's, a lot of it is just totally out of these guys' hands. God forbid they can court while they're actually just trying to get their start in the, um, in, in, in the world, like economically and financially speaking. I mean, that's just like, come on, come on now, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I've got a conspiracy. This was secretly this was secretly started by those guys' wives. <laughs> <laughs> you have flipped. <laughs> oh, bro! It's like uh um. I I actually went on and to look at the questions they have because they have like a survey you're supposed to take. And I mean, I I think honestly, like this whole survey thing. Um, it'd be like one dollar to sign up, Amen. Yeah, Amen. That actually would be that actually would be a good idea. I think th- I think there definitely is a um, a market for it. I just think the way they did it was a bit like absurd. Yes, awesome. um, not not but to it, mention the 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 content from the uh, British guy that you showed me earlier. <laughs> oh. It's like they, um, like w- when it comes to the questions, it's like how many sexual partners have you had um or do you watch pornography mm-hmm. um like uh, there was there was questions like what else there was like other questions as well that That's i thought good. were were pretty good like what are, what are your thoughts on like the marital debt the order of husband and wife like, mm-hmm. like things like that like it it would be 
like if, if they had some sort of like dating pool thing like this and um and you had all of the people who like answered uh this question a certain way to get kicked out and then again it's like are they even like being honest um which un- unfortunately i think most of like uh oh because a lot of people in the community have like the the sort of redeemed um redeemed harlot type uh going on there uh right which i mean like we we have we have saints that are redeemed harlots so that's not exactly like me saying like poo-pooing on you for that one of of my favorites is saint vitalis of gaza who literally took a day labor job in alexandria and gave his wages to literally gave his wages to hire out a prostitute in alexandria then preach them and get them married off or send them to a nunnery so true so true and um, then, or, or and then he was, and then he died by getting clocked in the head by someone because they thought he was literally hiring a prostitute for, for you know what. Yeah. Um, and at his funeral, a lot of the women who he like redeemed from the prostitute life, what life visited and like told of what he did. I love his story. I actually love it. Yeah, Saint Saint Mary of Egypt is my favorite. She was, and like, oh yeah, this is this is your like based in trad like fifth century days. Uh, she she the followed. Yeah, yeah, the gold, the golden age. Uh, if you if you think things are bad now, like <laughs> things were just bad back then, uh, they they were going on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem, I think, and she was a prostitute. So she uh, went with the pilgrimage because prostitutes would go uh, go on these pilgrimages because a lot of the men were away from their wives, so they would hire prostitutes while they were on pilgrimage. So yeah, there, there's your ba- based in trad days for you. Um, return to tradition. So, yeah, return, 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 yeah, return to tradition. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. Things things were just as bad back then. Um. Yeah. So yeah. they were they were uh, going on pilgrimage, and she like like reached Jerusalem, and she was just like, "Dang, this is this is uh this is all real." So she felt so bad for what she did to like uh all, especially like going on these pilgrimages and like basically seducing all of these Christian men uh, who were away from their wives that she went and like starved herself to death in the desert. Uh, yeah. Sheesh. Okay. Good so you're question. debating pine, you're debating pine sap. How, how did, how did that, how long, how long you guys decide on this? Um, we decided not too long ago. So he did that um, thing. It was like, oh, Protestantism's crumbling. They're desperate, and included a screenshot True. of a video from Dr. Gavin Orland and and one of my own videos. And I just replied in kind with something like, um, "Well, we have all this content, like endless supply from your own bishops and pope and all that." <laughs> so we had a bit of a bit of a shit fest, whatever. But then we made amends, and now we're like decent friends by the looks of it. And he looks, uh, he 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 seems to be in the uh, in the whole, you know, like the America First Groiper kind of kind of circle. He, he's in that. So he's actually mutuals with some other uh, America first or Australia first guys who I'm friends with as well. Australia um, first. And so we just venture is like, hey, let's have a debate. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And so in a couple of days from now, we're going to have a debate on does the early church affirm the papacy? And actually, it has the best freaking thumbnail. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up right now. It was just an image he sent to me on text saying, hey, my friend made this, but it's not going to be the thumbnail. But then I sent to him, no, 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 make it the thumbnail. And so he did. So I'm gonna share my screen. <laughs> share my screen right now. Uh, you want me to share your screen? No, I've got it here. It's up. I'm, I'm blocking somebody on Twitter. Okay. You guys are cringe. 
You guys are you looking at the thumbnail? Yeah, I'm looking at the thumbnail. <laughs> it's freaking beautiful, isn't it? Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> oh yes. I, I love the fact that people are making uh making jokes now about the fact that I'm taking over Moscow. Oh, it's not I thought it wasn't joking. I thought you're actually in Yeah, I, I actually transported all of my stuff, my my uh my prayer rug and uh all of all of my stuff to uh to my new uh house in moscow uh have you with a prayer rug have you remembered to do your five daily prayers my you mean my eight daily prayers oh stop it that's uh that's not halal it's supposed to be five bro you know uh i was so there, there's something fun um you you would like this cornelius uh Mopy day um, while you're getting that is there an Aussie yeah, equivalent you, of Groper? Yeah, yeah there are. They're just, we're, we're, they're just straight up Gropers. They call themselves that. And rather than America first, they'll say Australia first. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of in there myself. I'm all for Australia first. Like, oh, especially our country, our, our government is straight up traders. They're selling us out to, to foreigners, foreign corporations, and all that stuff. And so I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for that. Let me, let me see if I can find it. Oh. Christian Wagner is actually Patriarch Kirill with a goofy haircut in disguise true are you are you offering uh are you offering uh plenary like guarantees to heaven for people who fight for russia in the war true just yes. as patriarch Kirill actually did <laughs> okay so uh I can't find it. No, um, Tertullian blames those women who used a thin veil because it was a provocation to lust rather than a protection to modesty and borrowed more from the custom of Gentile women than for believers in Christ. Uh, but no, that, that's not what I was looking for. <laughs> read, oh, no. Read. In, in before the trads of today, like the trad women of today, all using like these, um, the mantillas. What are they all using like net, net type veils. You can just yeah. see all the hair and skin through it. He, he yeah. would probably have a heart attack with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, the mantilla. I mean, so the place the place I'm kind of at is like, okay, when it comes to veiling, uh, we, we obviously differ on this, but I think veiling is an ecclesiastical positive law. So I think the church could uh, could and did dispense with uh, its requirement in, in churches. I think it's a good practice. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm cringe posting right now. It's, I think I think it's the principles based in trad of you. The, the principles of I actually this is very based in trad. This is what um this is what like the the Baroque era uh, commentators will say when they're discussing examples of ecclesiastical positive law. Hmm. Uh, they'll say uh, I like prefer, I prefer the apostolic era of commentators like Paul. <laughs> but um but what what I'm saying is basically I I think that um that it's possible uh, I don't think it's it's good, and I don't think it's uh, anybody should do this. But I think it's possible um, that that uh, veiling not be practiced. Oh wait, did my AirPods connect? You're you're muted now. Uh, oh yeah, back. Yeah. So since I think it's a, an ecclesiastical positive law, I think it's possible, and I think the church did dispense with it as um, as a law. But I still think it should be done. Um, but so when it comes to like the quality of uh, head coverings, um, really it should 
people should strive to follow local custom. But I, I do think the Mantilla mm -hmm. is a, a defective uh, custom or a bad custom that I'll to get uh, I'll to get rid of. But I don't think you have to have like some sort of like um, freak out session about it. Um, Polyester veils are anathema. True. Yeah, but um, I tried to join the Wagner Patreon oh, today, sorry. but I couldn't. No. Rip, rip. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, you were, mentioned, you were talking about grifting earlier. Remember to subscribe to uh, Militant Thomas. <laughs> yeah. So in, uh, uh, speaking of grifting, uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash Militant Thomas. Unfortunately, I actually uh, lost a, a really dear, dear patron um, earlier this month, I think. Yeah. Aww. So he was one of my biggest, one of my biggest patrons. And I, and I lost him. It was very sad. No, um, but it's, it's, it's on the, week, guys. Come on. I know, I know. That's why Augustine was, uh, was crying. So screaming. So yeah, loud. from malnutrition Someone <laughs> on Christian Wagner. <laughs> no. Okay. I, I was, I was joking guys. Um, that's exactly what social, social services, say. social, social services will like actually mess up your life. Yeah, actually. Um, More like Satan but, services. <laughs> yeah, Satan services. But what I was saying is, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's unfortunate, but it's also fantastic because uh, the reason that he's uh, leaving is because he's leaving everything behind and going to seminary. Uh, so. Um, he mentions, I can't find it right now, but he mentions that women, some women during his day uh, also would um, cover their face in uh, in church. So it's it's about to be total total uh, win for us. Impressive, very nice. Impressive, very nice. So we we might be able to bring back the. Uh, Oh, the, the great have you have you seen Lexi's new uh um Twitter profile picture? It's great. I haven't. If I had the choice to go east or Rome, you had no choice of the two words you end up. I used to very enthusiastically say the east, but that was purely on the grounds of like they have less objectionable claims than Rome. But the more I study now, because because like there's things that both Rome and the East accept, which I think are wrong. And so that's just with respect to those two parties choosing one of them, that's just like a that's just like a null variable. So it's just zero because they're both wrong. And so my initial thing, I'll answer it later. What the frick? Okay. That's that's a Carmelite nun with a traditional face covering. Of course, uh, this is like that... the new insidious movie. <laughs> no, that's Lexi's that's Lexi's profile picture. <laughs> it goes it goes so well with my profile <clears throat> picture. Uh so that's her profile right? picture, and then my profile picture is uh. Is that how you guys are both dressed on your wedding day? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man, but yeah. Um, the more now that I ask, but the more I look into the East now, because I used to think that Rome had more uniquely objectionable claims that were unique to them versus the East. But the more I look now, the more that I see a lot of. Objection, unique objectionable claims to the east which are unique to them and so it's genuinely so much tougher and now i've honestly lightened up more to how like look the west for all its faults 
it's, it's genuinely a big one for me. I know you talk about this a lot. Um, the West actually cares for precision. <laughs> we have, like, yeah, I remember when you went so hard and how like, look, guys, we have like systematic theologies that are like multi-mega volume um, tomes on like particular subjects. And then you're like the biggest, and then and then you're like, oh, the biggest thing the East can muster up is like this 300 page book from like a yeah. modern theologian. <laughs> yeah. And, and I and I and I kind of I sympathize with that kind of, but I was also kind of like, well, you don't really need to be mega particular. The faith is kind of simple, but nonetheless, as much as I agree with that, if you're going to be exploring deep theological topics, I do appreciate mm-hmm. much more precision. Yeah, I, I think different- and, and I do genuinely think when I'm de- when I'm like discussing and debating with Easterners both them in the present and with their sources, it is far harder to pin them down than, than Rome because Rome, you, you guys are actually caring for making like really carefully defining your terms and how you do things. It makes it so much easier to interact with Rome and understand where they are. Whereas the East, it's just kind of like, Oh, you seen this. Yeah. Yeah. With with us, with us as well, we recognize that different, um, different situations call for different types of writing. Like some, somebody that actually uh, agent one, three, five, you say you're too, I'm so dumb. I can barely read the catechism. Well, we have a compendium of the catechism. That's only like 250 pages. And it's pretty, it's long as the longest uh, Orthodox systematic theology. <laughs> um, our compendium, compendium of our, something that's already yeah. a summary of Catholic theology. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the compendium, it's very simple. It's very good. Um, but what the, the point is, is we, we know how to like gear our genre. Well, like we know how to give mm-hmm. sort of milk to the milk, to the babies in the faith. We know how to give like some really like, <laughs> we, 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 we don't only like give meat to, to the adults. We like smoke a whole pig for them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> True. And like, if people under the Sakurai Theologiae Summa. That thing is yeah. a chungus. That's like a that's like a main reference point for me. And I'm actually going to be referring to it in my debate with Pinesap for like defining, um, helping define how Rome understands um, Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. It's, it's not like magisterial, of course, but it is yeah. definitely representative. And so I'm using it alongside like official magisterial sources. Nothing nothing compared to the um, the Samantachensis. You know about the Samantachensis, right? Don't think so. Maybe so. It's it's like a um. It's a. 20- you said the summer, not the summer. The summer. The summer of the chances. That's what. I said. Oh, oh, sorry. The 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 Salamancans. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They I've call the, the the Salamancan Carmelites. The the summer of the chances. Um, but the summer of the chances wrote a commentary on the summer. They wrote a commentary on the summer, the summa. Um that is 20 it's 20 volumes long and each one of the volumes is like 800 pages jeez <laughs> it's so what, insane what, how do you spell it again uh the somewhat the chances i'll just put it in the in the chat okay because i want to look at that. Is there like a pdf of it there there is it's called the cursus theologicus um ah, i'm having a hard time copying and pasting i found it Far out. Oh, you found it? Okay. Oh no, I don't think I found. It. I've 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 found like references to it, but I don't think I have the. Uh, I'd like those. I'd like those PDFs if you wouldn't mind dealing to me. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Copy link address. Yeah, Tomistica.net put them up. But yeah, there, so there's one, there's 2% of the sum of the Chensies is translated in like, in it. so Dylan, Dylan Schrader translated uh, on the motive for the incarnation. And it's like probably uh, off memory, like 250 pages. It's only 2% of the entire curses. Far out. <laughs> crazy. So, yeah. So is this yeah. just a commentary on the summer? Um, or is so this Tomism in general? So, so uh, when it comes to the different eras of Summa commentaries, in the pre-Trent era, commentaries on the Summa basically took the like took the form of Cajetan. So basically explanations of what St. Thomas means in a uh, more or less uh, like look at what his argument means and then kind of take from his other uh, parts of his work to contextualize, look at the objections from the Scotists or uh, the nominalists or whoever. So that, that's the way in which uh, Summa Commentary was done in that era. Um, in the post-Trent era, uh, broadly called the Baroque era, um, except Banyas. Banyas still does the traditional way of commenting. Um, when it comes to most of the theologians, they basically take the Summa as like an order for writing their own Summa. So some of the Chensis, though, they kind of are a bit eclectic when it comes to their method. And they basically make it uh, in what's called a cursus method. So the cursus method is making your own course that's not necessarily in the uh, disputatio uh, method uh, or sort okay. of order. So, yeah, it's 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 uh, it, it's like it's prose writing. It's not like you get from the actual Summa. Okay. Yeah, Astrofire. If you're if you're on Discord, if you're on either mine or Wagner's server, you can find me. If you could shoot me a DM, get us contact. That'd be freaking cool. I'd like to look at that, even if it's all in Latin, because like I'm gonna be getting my Latin better eventually. And so once once I'm better with my Latin, I, I can't wait to just flex on all my opponents. I'll just cite the summa from Latin and all that. I won't even bother with English. I'll just translate on the fly, and they'll be like, "Oh, there's no official translation." Yeah, but I read Latin, so cry harder. <clears throat> Oh, yeah, did I, did I, uh, there's a good quote from, um, I can't pronounce his name. He's some French Dominican. I can't pronounce, but I was reading him yesterday and he was talking about, uh, studying the Summa and he's like, okay, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. And he's like, very important. You need to learn, you need to learn Latin because most of the French, uh, and English translations of the Summa aren't good. And he's like, uh, how, how many of you are so lazy as not to spend two months learning enough latin to read thomas and i was like two months, <laughs> what two months? i know i've been working months? with this for like three years and uh i mean i can i can read thomas pretty fluidly uh but that's thomas you know uh, thomas is that hard but i'm like two months what kind of like latin training programs did you guys have back then yeah it's just straight up like the matrix where they just download <laughs> yeah two months loading time <laughs> Black Mirror moment. Oh, so we're going to be marching on Moscow soon. Okay. This is his plan all along for the reunification of East and West. Wait, so did I get... Did I get owned... Um, let me let me check Fox News. Did I get owned by... I guess Fox News, the most reliable news source. 
Wagner for, group forces said to be advancing towards Russia's capital. You know, this is all this is all so made up. Like, okay, bro, okay. We have some yeah. dude the, we have some uh, dude in the Discord that's actually from Moscow and we were talking to him about this. Yeah, exactly. He's uh, like, Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know if Moscow's burning down, okay? <laughs> like well, here's the thing. We all know we've all known from the past, but even with the Ukraine war that Western media will straight up lie about stuff. Like, not even just the case of like have the the facts correct but then just twist and manipulate them they'll literally fabricate stuff from thin air and so when i look up something like wagner group or russia rebellion in google right now and all the sort all the news sources given all the news sources that are listed are washington post al jazeera australian broadcasting corporation british broadcasting corporation nine news guardian sky news all western stuff every single one of them like you you just can't take that from granted they're all talking about they're all talking about like, oh, the the Wagner group's entering Rostov and all that stuff. And and, and look, normative, normally, I'd, I'd have no reason to deny that basic fact by, hey, look, there's these guys, they're moving into the city. But with our media now, you just don't know. Like, you, you literally don't know. Like, for all we know, it could literally just be like a stray patrol from the Wagner group and like, yeah, we're in Rostov, yeah, ura, and all that stuff. But it's just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait for like actual people in Russia to say what's happening. Or for the, the final result to come out because eventually once like once like final results things from these wars actually come out, that's when the Western media are kind of forced to admit what's actually happening. Well in some cases, uh Okay, we're not gonna talk about that. Um <laughs> We're not gonna talk about that, you know? No. Not gonna talk about that. Yeah, you and you this sounds like cope. What the oh yeah the the whole wag group thing like oh bro Russia falling apart yeah it's it's cope I don't know What's, if he was talking about you, that or what are, meant. What, I'm very tempted to Fed post about World War II I was very tempted to uh, what are your thoughts on the Titan so sub tragedy imploding 2.5 miles down in the ocean is pretty sad yeah. what do you think our thoughts are like <laughs> what do you think our thoughts are I, I think honestly a hot take I think it was great like what what do you want me to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless it's unless like, like what he's meaning unless he's actually trying to ask us like do you think this was just like a distraction orchestrated by the media to distract from the fact that hunter biden has had to do like a plea deal or something like that you know that okay that's actually a good point uh that, that's yeah that's a really i think point. i i do i do i do think that's the case that there's a large media distraction um whether it was oh, oh that's true that's true i'm more inclined to think here's the thing there's two there's two ways you can take that either the tragedy actually happened and the the overlords with the early life section on wikipedia decide to push the media all to look at that um tragedy in order to distract from the hunter biden prosecutions which are happening um big stuff just happened with it um the bigger hot take is that they straight up allow the destruction of the sub in order to cause that that one's probably no, because it's, it's like it's like oh bro we we've been looking for it for like We've been looking for it for like three days, guys. Like minute by minute updates. Oh, there was knocking on the side of the sub, guys. There was knocking on it. Real. Oh, yeah. we happened to find debris field right after their oxygen was supposed to run out. Oopsies. I guess they're gone. It's like, okay. Okay. I mean, I guess yeah, it's technically that possible that like all this happened to happen so cleanly. But it's like, oh, wait, you guys didn't think to like go down there to the wreckage and look there. Like no, we we ten thousand square miles of sea we looked through. It's like yeah. this, how is the sub supposed to go ten thousand? Uh, actually, ten thousand square miles would be like 
Okay. Yeah, like, how's this, how's this, <laughs> how is it supposed to go like hundreds of miles or thousands? I, I don't know. I can't do math. How, like, bro, go down there and look. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. That, and I think the one thing I did here is apparently there was actually a deliberate delay in updates so that they could release it at the strategic time for um, the Hunter Biden stuff. So like they had the news at the ready like days ahead, but then they, they, they forced a delay for it so that as soon as the big stuff happened with Hunter Biden, then they release it and cause all the distraction. That's know. what I, I heard. That's very, so, that's so very incredible. I think opinion. what's definitely not, I don't, I don't like the, I don't think the idea is true that they just suddenly, uh, the people with the early life section decided to blow up a bunch of other people with early life sections. Like so, that, no. that doesn't, nah, nah, I don't, I don't think yeah. they did it on purpose. Uh, I just think it happened to happen at like the, the perfect moment. And then they were just like, okay, let we, how long can we like milk this for? And it's like, oh, well, Wagner group's now invading. So I guess we can milk that too. My, my people, my people are about to take over Russia. Let's go. <laughs> Russia's now, Russia is now going to be renamed uh, headquarters for scholastic answers true i'm uh, i said the first thing i'm gonna do uh when the coup is successful is i'm gonna bring the russian orthodox church back into union with rome and i'm gonna and excommunicate then... i'm gonna excommunicate all of the orthodox youtubers from rokor <laughs> and then and then you're gonna you're gonna divvy out parcels of land in russia to patrons and the bigger the patron the bigger the land so guys uh if you guys become a hundred dollar patron today it better happen today um, and then you, or you donate uh, $10,000 notice it has to be $10,000 to uh, uh, militant Thomist at gmail.com. That's the PayPal. If, if you, if you do that, I will give you a parcel of land in Serbia. Real. In yeah. Serbia. <laughs> I think people are going to actually ask for their money back. <laughs> no refunds. <laughs> uh so that's so that's what militant yeah. Thomas means. It's all been uh, leading up to this. It's been in the plan all along. Dude, it's, that's it's why it converted. Man, it's been like two years in the making. Um, okay, well, I need Question, to. Does Wagner have an early life section now? These are questions um, when you ask yourself. I don't. I don't actually. I but... cer- I certainly do. If I become famous enough, I certainly will have an early life section. And I will. I will deliberately make because because Wikipedia. I learned it a hard way. Wikipedia doesn't allow subjects of the article to edit their own article um mm-hmm. but i will make i will make a, a sock account on wikipedia deliberately give myself an early life section and explicate how going back far enough on both sides of my family there's jewish ancestry <laughs> yeah you have to uh somebody has to make a can somebody make a uh, Wikipedia? Anybody watching? There's 33 of you guys watching. You guys get together and figure it out. Somebody make a Wikipedia page for me. That's kind of been like a life dream is to have a Wikipedia page for my. You know, it's it's a it's the small things, Paul. And then, it's the small and then, things. And then the moderators will put in Christian Wagner is a is a right wing fascistic homophobic sexist YouTuber. <laughs> yes, and then you and, look at the next morning, and, you're like, "Yep, that's me." And yes, and. and you know that's it's like every every little kid who grew up in the early 2000s always has dreamed of having their own wikipedia page really? you know it's it's like you you never you never you never had that thought like that'd be cool if there was a wikipedia page about me honestly yeah. i've never thought of it because uh, maybe maybe a long time ago i did but i've never thought of it otherwise since because i just despise wikipedia except as like a basic thing for searching for sources which even then it's very selective depending on the article um, other than that, I just never use Wikipedia and I genuinely despise it. So happy yeah. birthday. 
So is, Although, that, is anybody is anybody agreeing? Oh, we'll do. Wait, never mind. Oh, come on, guys. Or Jeopardy. Hey, hey, how about this? How about this, people? Make me someone make me a Wikipedia article, but don't make it yet. I'll first do a live stream uh, reviewing uh, the doctrine of fascism by Benito Mussolini and Giovanni Gentile. Then you can make a Wikipedia page from there. Purely <laughs> for purely historical purposes, of course. Yeah. Not at all observing how they made really good points. It's okay. I, I think uh, fascism is idolatrous, though. So I, I agree. No, I agree. I think that's my big thing because I'm not like, oh, fascism, evil, Nazi, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> Oh, bro, you guys are brutal. Oh. It's, 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 you know, discussions with Michael Lofton. Discussions with Michael Lofton. Two, two, actually, two. Reconciliation with Michael Lofton. Dot, dot, dot. Actually, the, no, no, no. Yo, Michael, if you're watching, Michael, if you're watching, I actually like, I've said this for like a year, but I actually, I, I don't mind reconciling. Um, so you know where, you know where to reach me. I know you do. So yeah, I've told you a million times this, but I think you're ignoring me. So speaking of Michael Lofton, did you, you notice how he's now calling it the Michael Lofton show? Yeah. It's the Michael so, Lofton so show. On he hasn't Reality. renamed his YouTube channel, but he has renamed his Facebook page to that. When I saw that I went freaking nuts on my own server. Cause I was, I've literally been saying for months, um, I know you want to reconcile them, so I won't go into details. But with how, with, to put it nicely, with the direction of the show, I've been saying for months now, he may as well call it the Michael Lofton Show. What does he do? Yeah. He literally calls it the Michael Lofton Man, Show. Man, I just looked up, I accidentally looked up Pines of the Aquinas. Man, this is this is who they're bringing oh, on, Kayla. not me. Wait, who's from that? Twitter. I've seen her Kayla, on Twitter. Kayla from Twitter, not me. Dang, man. Come on, man. Thir I'm, I'm telling you, it's Thursday. Thursday, if you're watching, you lied about me. So, Ooh. yeah. How, who? Who? Ooh, spicy. What's his drama? No, no. He uh, he basically told uh, Matt Frad that I was like uh, like an uh, SSPX hyper schismatic dude, <laughs> which is just like I that and I hate the magisterium why. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I know that's like my whole shtick is the fact that I think the uh, the magisterium is the proximate rule of faith and that we can't. Um, well. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of uh, getting discussions with Matt Frad, I was in a I was in a in the stream chat of um, Carl Whittington once, yeah. And uh, Matt Frad actually appeared in the in the live chat. And when I said, "Hey, Matt," and then when he when he saw me, he replied to me and said, "The other Paul," with like an extended Paul. And then he straight up mentioned, "Hey, I'm coming to I'm coming to Sydney soon. It'd be cool to meet up." So let's go. W. <laughs> Although I do, think, Hall. I do think before he moved to Australia, I think he was a dirty Melbourneite. So I'm definitely going to be mocking him for that. I've, I've no idea what that means, but Melbourne is like the other, like one of the other major cities in Australia in the state of Victoria. And we just have an eternal blood feud with them and we hate them because. Okay. Well, I need to get to my class. Oh, that, that was funny. That was that was funny. I saw that. <laughs> the price you pay for having to appreciate Lefebvre. Dude, li literally my 
my whole thing i like i've said this a million times in public like i think what lefebvre did in consecrating those bishops was wrong like i i've, I've said that a million times i i think it was i don't think it was the right thing to do and mm-hmm. i think actually like at least materially uh, a bad act an evil act i think i think um, my tradcath friends are going to disavow you now yeah well i mean but but what i'm going to say next is just due to like how insane the crisis was at the time and um how insane uh things were uh since in the 60s and 70s like when you read lefebvre's works like he literally thought like the world was falling apart and like sort of apocalyptic vision and like if you read the catholic moralists that state of of pure terror that he was in um that reduces culpability that reduces culpability so i'm just making a a balanced uh view of lefebvre that i I think anybody uh, who's a catholic should have is he was a very pious very holy man put in a difficult uh situation he made the wrong decision um he should have made a different decision Rut row. <laughs> FSSPW. You know the some some of the online people I know from the SS, FSSP are kind of annoying though. So honestly, you all should just go to the Novus Ordo. Okay, bye. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm actually going to I'm going to an ordinary at mass tomorrow. So um I'm basically uh yeah. I'm going to true mass tomorrow. Let's go. Do you guys actually use the 16? No, we don't. Sadly, we don't. Dude, the 1662 is such a LARP. Just use the 28, man. Shut up. Shut up. Shut your mouth. 1662 is actually beautiful. Society of St. Pius the First. (laughs) No, 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 no. You got the order wrong. So there's a Society of St. Pius the Tenth. And then there were the guys who thought they didn't go far enough. So there's a Society of St. Pius the Fifth. Next, there's going to be a split called the Society of St. Pius the the 2.5. And then after them, there's going to be the Society of uh, Pius the 1.25th. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the second century. <laughs> that, that's you. Um, that's you. You're the, you're the Society of St. Pius the First. Back to the second century. Yeah. That's no, what you yeah, want to actually, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Maybe you should start the Society of St. Pius the First. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the ba- the very base trend and not at all corrupt time of the second century where the church was heckin' based and pristine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, where there okay. where there wasn't an attempted excommunication of all of Turkey. Yeah, yeah, that time. Yeah, rich. He, okay, so oh, I've I've I have so many takes when it comes to what happened with the court of decimal controversy. Um, <laughs> I'm so I, to give I, a hint, if any of if any of Pine Saps fans are listening, listen up. I'm definitely gonna be bringing that up in the debate. Oh well, then I'll just uh, talk to talk to talk to him about that <laughs> i'll just oh you know i'll feed pine sap you do know that i will screw you over and i will feed him i will feed him i everything. will i, I will, will tell him exactly i will tell him exactly what you're gonna say i'll tell him exactly what you're reading i oh, will trust tell him me exactly what the reforms say i'll give him exactly every single response oh yeah. contrary my here's my response to that. i'm joking pine little, sap. I'm not in my that. in my um I, I have in front of me a little quote that I've written down for myself from uh, Sun Tzu's The Art of War, chapter one, uh, verses 18 to 20. And it says this, all warfare is based on deception. Hence, when able to attack, we must seem unable. When using our forces, we must seem inactive. When we are near, we must make the enemy believe we are far away. When far away, we must make him believe we are near. 
hold out baits to entice the enemy, feign disorder, and crush him. That's my debate strategy. So you think you know what I'm going to say? Au contraire, au contraire. Maybe, you, maybe you'll get some points because I've certainly said a lot, but but not all. I, I don't I don't know why you guys even agreed to do this debate. Why? I mean, it's like like a, a week and a half preparation time. Sure. I mean, look, I, I, te- technically, yes, week and a half prep time, but. I, I like to count all my prior content and research also as prep time. And of that, yeah. I have a lot. And he, he certainly had a bunch as well. Like he did not too long ago, a whole stream called the Papal Monarchy. It goes into a lot of detail. So I technically we've both had a lot of prep time for this because we both argued about it. Where I was, somebody said something that I'm looking for. Ah, I can't find it. There's something important. Remember that Chinese balloon, everyone? Ah, yes. And the train wreck, that was kind of a big deal a while ago. I don't remember the train wreck. Society of Pope Francis. So true. So true. Okay, so what is this guy? Um, Richard Ibrani. He he thinks that there hasn't been a pope since like the 11th century. When you're too radical for the Diamond Brothers, that's an eye-opener. St. John the Baptist website. Gosh, I'm just seeing a Facebook reel from my cousins. They're having a pizza night. Far out. I feel like pizza now. Oh, dude. Do you know know what Sam's Club is? What's that? You don't know what Sam's Club is? You know what Walmart is, right? So there's another store that basically is like a super... Like they they only have stuff in big packages. That's their whole thing. Oh, like Costco. Kind of like yeah, it's like a Walmart brand. It's like Walmart brand Costco, basically. Okay. So they have a food court in there. Ooh. In in the in the Sam's Club. I like and you can get this just like massive pizza. Mm. Just massive, like so many toppings on it. It's so delicious. It's like eight dollars. Oh, that's and you can get like a huge, you can get their huge slices just filled with toppings. And a large drink for like a dollar fifty. So maybe oh, maybe that's that what I'll do. Hot. Now <sighs> I I I had I, I kind of had that experience because I actually have visited America twice, mainly New York. Um, and while we're there, I don't know if you heard of them, but my mum really liked this vegetarian store called Pax. Have you heard of them? No. Okay, there's there's kind of vegetarian brand place, and I'm not a vegetarian, so eh. But they had freaking huge pizza slices, and I did have those. Those, and they were very cheap, so I did like. Why, that why do all your, why do all you foreigners when you visit America, you're like, oh well, let's go to New York, like every because, single one of you. And I think it's given the past few years with stuff that's happened. I think that's being erased now. But at least when I went, we're talking like the very beginnings of the 2010s. There was still the big vision of New York as like the city that never sleeps, plays with grand dreams, and lots of things to do and see. So we went there and we weren't disappointed. We, we did exactly what we wanted. It was, we loved it there. We genuinely did. But we also went to Hawaii, which I that was arguably the better part. I love that a lot. Um, but that's more or less what, what, what I, you, I, I, I thought. I, think, I thought when like you foreigners look at America, you're like rolling like massive, like three, like three million square, uh, like three million acre farms, like out in the Midwest or whatever. Like what? Like how big are the? What's? I, I think there are like farms in the Midwest that are like in the millions of acres. 
where it's just like big massive fields and like rolling hills like in the midwest and stuff like that like why don't why do you guys visit places like that like i thought that I was like no, the, foreign, thing. the foreign no, I've, 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 america i've in more recent times i've taken the nature pill and the tom bombadil pill so i'm all for like that that nature and open space and stuff and i'm i'm, I'm growing to like hate cities now and so next time i come to america which may be soon by the way um next time i come to america i definitely want to go to the more rural outdoorsy places i'm very very keen to do that okay so the largest ranch in the united states is almost a million acres okay I made that up. Uh, again, yeah. who's, who's the owner i'm gonna guess bill gates uh bill gates <laughs> <laughs> gee who could have guessed that yeah it's like but i guess it's kind of also um like when it comes to making trips like that like making trips to new york that's already like kind of geared towards people who want to like visit as tourists, hmm. but like trying, like if you, if you were trying to like make a trip to, I don't know, like some place in North Carolina, you would have like no idea where to even start. <laughs> like you would have Surreal. to, like, you, you have to like know somebody sort of in the area. Wait, like, to to if I, if I visited, because when I'm visiting, I may actually be able to hit up North Carolina. So if when I was to come visiting? visit you, would I stay with you guys or would I hire at a motel? No, you can stay with us. Wait, wait, when are you, when are you, uh, when are you possibly visiting? within the year? Okay. Because next, next fall. And, uh, I guess, I guess I can, I've talked about it in public before, but next fall, I'm actually moving to Rome. And, oh yeah, true that. Hey, so I've got to make it quick. Um, will I, when, when I come to you guys, will I be able to shoot stuff? Yeah, sure. Oh, keen as a bean. Got like, Okay, I actually I'm not gonna like bring the gun on stream. Yeah, I got I got a gun like sitting over you there. You can. I don't think nah, I, I I don't, you know I don't wanna like do I don't want to risk do it, do it, do it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing There's, it. Tons of guys on YouTube have done it, it's fine. You know. Yeah, I I don't want I don't want like images of me out there of like Here, I'll, I'll bring, guns I'll bring my stream. guns on stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can you can uh, you can shoot guns. Yeah. Um it's like Yeah, I'm Kane. Every every time I have I've like talk to foreigners and like we mentioned guns they're just like oh bro guns bro guns it's like well, yeah well, here's the thing. Uh, um look australia this is a thing a lot of people don't understand a lot of people think just australia just like banned guns um to a large ex he, well here's the thing it's not actually true we that you can get gun licenses you can get guns it's just a lot more laborious and tedious and regulated than the united states and there's a lot more stuff that's banned here like than in America, like we go to Walmart are, and get you a gun if you want. Yeah, exactly. Oh, please, please. <laughs> and then, and then, um, like, like you can't get AR-15s in Australia, just like like you can in America. I don't think, um, because there was the whole um Port Arthur massacre, which was definitely not orchestrated, by the way. Um, and that was the pretense for our former Prime Minister John Howard to uh to ban assault weapons, quote unquote, which is not even a real category. So stupid, but. But you otherwise can. You can get licenses for pistols, hunting rifles, bunch a bunch of different things. And my cousin actually, um, he wants to uh he wants to eventually like take me to a range somewhere so I can like have some fun, you know, get it get acquainted with it. Um so God willing, my uh my uh Halo experience and my VR shooting game experience will come in handy then. Dude, it's I don't know. I just um the way the way I grew up, I mean, 
we just like we were always around guns my dad owned a lot of guns we all hunted so it's like it's it's not like uh as much of a, a big deal for me although my wife's my wife's family they didn't get into like guns until a few years ago so like they were they were when they started uh doing it they were like soy jacking super hard about it in the beginning and i'm like you guys are like they, they were doing stuff and i was like yeah they're kind of larping right now like just chill like it's not it's not like you you've like i don't know kate came across like a million dollar lottery ticket or something like it's, it's just a gun actually actually can i show a cool can i show a cool photo with me with a gun because actually one of my friends he has licenses and he even has like shotguns because you, yeah. so you can't actually get them can i show can i show one yeah go ahead all right so I was super excited when I saw it because I've never actually literally, this is only a, like a, a couple months ago. I've literally never handled a real gun in my life before then. Um, yeah, the, the only the only reason I don't want a, a picture of me with a gun uh, on stream going around is because I do have a CCW. Um, so if I ever have to use it, uh, it'll, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm losing, I'm losing that. <laughs> I'm, I will lose if they. Thank if they you. Thank you, up. Fed. Very cool. But yeah, this is me. And as you can see, I am exceedingly happy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. What, what went through your mind? Tell me what instantly went through your mind. <laughs> you look like you look like Augustine when he like grabs on one of the spoons. Like he, he likes grabbing like the wooden <laughs> spoons like for cooking. And he's just like walking around like happy with them. That's you. You look like Augustine after he gets a spoon. And, and actually, this is actually a little this is actually just a video with some music. So I'll, I'll just play it for you. That's a Call of Duty one. <laughs> actually, actually, I have a I have a funnier private one. I have a funnier private one. I won't show here, and you'll see why. But I'll send it to you um, on this on Discord. <laughs> yeah, Augustine is uh, well, Augustine Hassan is on vacation, so I just called I just called Hassan Augustine. <laughs> yeah, Hassan is on um vacation so take, take a brief look at what i sent you on discord don't show it but, but take a look you'll like it oh gosh it's about, I'm about to see the worst thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> okay it's loading discord is loading protestantism is false because of that picture <laughs> you're a rat tread hates the magisterium and now you own guns yeah, I honestly, honestly, like my family at home would probably call me uh, liberal because I actually do have like um, because I've owned guns my entire life. I kind of have a, a different view of like how restrictions from government should look. I, 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 I do. I do genuinely think like, you know, it should basically be kind of like a driver's license sort of thing. Um, I, th I think I, I don't think that's like the. That's should be like the craziest or most controversial. I, I just think so many people are ideologues uh, in those debates and that and like uh, when it comes to liberal tactics, uh, they will try to um, just like well, they'll try to like weave and wiggle their way into anything they can get to get rid of everything. So, yeah, I, I, I probably would be called a liberal by my my parents and family and such. Yeah, has your Discord loaded? Yeah, it's the video's loading.
comment. Not gonna lie, I really like that music. I do as well. It, it, it um, <laughs> without giving away the genre, um, <laughs> it does kind of slap. There should be a Christian equivalent. I I grew up with guns. If I hear someone say "common sense gun laws" one more time, uh, yeah, it's is this just like I I kind of I I know what I know what they can do. Obviously, I've killed well over a hundred animals in my life. I mean, we just grew up hunting all the time, and um, like I, I mean, I, I, I grew up in the environment. Uh, I, I, I know what guns can do. I know how, um, in what ways they're dangerous, and what ways they're safe. Uh, what ways you should be worried. What ways you shouldn't be worried. Um, like, you shouldn't be worried about getting getting and training your kid when they're younger and getting them like a 22 or something to be able to target practice with. You shouldn't be worried about something like that. Um, where a lot of people are just like a little bit, you know, anxious about, about things like that. Um, yeah. I mean, Hey, you're going to have to, I mean, if Augustine's going like to common, that, common sense, like... common sense gun laws just means don't give crazy people guns. That's what common sense, common sense gun laws. It isn't like somehow restricting certain types or anything like that. Um, yeah, it's just crazy people no get gun. How many dogs have you killed? Not enough. Not answering that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not answering that question. <laughs> so it's a yes. Look, look, back. Look, we back in you think back in the rural place i'm from we used to like give veterinarians a few hundred dollars to euthanize no that's not, that's not okay fair yeah. enough fair enough um yeah although um yeah i know i was telling i was telling uh i think i was telling hassan about this and he was just horrified i was like yeah growing up we would like target practice with like <laughs> like uh with like birds and squirrels and random stuff like that. We just oh, target horror. practice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even me as an Australian and not just, and not even a rural Australian, but like a suburban Australian, even I'm just like, okay, what's the issue? So people who freak out about that. I think it's probably because of my Lebanese blood as well. Yeah. It's like, um, I, I, I would, uh, trap. Um, that's another thing we used to do is we used to trap like for foxes and coyote and stuff like that. Coyote. Sorry. Um, but you get like random animals, like a lot of like feral cats and stuff. You just go and like, you know, shoot them because it's, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> um, like looking, looking back, it's kind of like, okay, we, we shouldn't, we shouldn't have really been like doing stuff like that. But I mean, um, squirrel is not target practice. It's a meal, uh, comment. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, it, it is really annoying. It's uh, but, hey, porque no los dos. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> um, so, it, would you we need target practice with squirrels? Would you like just not capture them and eat them? Would you just leave them? I just like throw them over the hedges. That's a waste. Far out. I lived. I lived uh, right next to like a massive uh, farm. So you just like take them over, throw them over the hedge. Bro, I, I remember uh, 
feel like some Kentucky Fried yeah. Squirrel, man. Come on. I know. I, I hope my dad never sees the stream. He's probably <laughs> talking about all the irresponsible gun stuff I did growing up. Um, all the uh, Geneva Convention violations. Yes. Yeah, all the Geneva. Actually, give me one second. I got to use my. I got to get my charger. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is the other pool. Welcome. I have yet again hijacked the Scholastic Answers stream. So now, uh, while Christian Wagner is away from the screen, I'm going to introduce you guys to an excellent work of classical Reformation thought, that being Francis Turretin's The Institutes of Elenctic Theology. And this is volume one here, and it's actually quite comprehensive on its own. It covers the topics of theology, um, the Holy Scriptures, reading through, sorry, it's pretty long, the one and triune God, uh, decrees of God in general and predestination and a bunch of others. So it's actually very full of a lot of good stuff. And it says many great things, um, which are highly, highly relevant to Christian life and belief. And so I'm going to find the relevant section uh, with regards to tradition. So let us look at, for example, the... Where am I looking for? Sense of Scripture Supreme. Here we go. So chapter 20 on the section on Holy Scripture, the Supreme Judge of Controversies and the Interpreter of Scriptures. So we're going to move to that right now. So page 154 in this edition of the Institutes of Atlantic Theology. We're going to simply, we're going to commence a read through of what Francis Origen says. Um, so the chapter subheading is whether the scriptures or God speaking in them are the supreme and infallible judge of controversies and the interpreter of scriptures, or whether the church or the Roman pontiff is. Hey, 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 what are you reading? <laughs> the Institutes of Elenctic Theology. I was, gonna, I was uh, just starting a read through Wagner. It's a bit rude to interrupt. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, what I, yeah, going to gun shows is a big black pill because they're full of cringe libertarians. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember my, uh, look, look, the libertarian to alt-right pipeline is real. Although not necessarily alt-right, I wouldn't say. Mm. Alt-right is just like a cringe umbrella label. But like, it's a real, like, the libertarian to some, some form of authoritarian right-wing pipeline. It's a real thing. Because once you once you actually choose to look closely at the practical outworkings of libertarian principles, you see that just stuff just doesn't work. Like mm. there's going to be, and this is my ultimate thing with like politics, especially more recently. I've, I've kind of always held to this somewhat, but it's become much more explicit recently, particularly with one guy, um, a, a Singaporean Chinese guy on Twitter who I really, really like. He's very thoughtful on these things. Look, ultimately politics is less so about abstract principles and like, oh, uphold this constitution and separation of powers and all that stuff. That's just like, nah, it's, it's, it's politics is ultimately might makes right. That's ultimately what it is. And so the object of politics, it shouldn't just be like, let's put in these checks and balances to have a good government. That's like accountable and blah, 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 blah. Cause that stuff inevitably gets uh, subverted. And as we see today in Western governments, it actually becomes an even worse form of tyranny, a much more uh, prevalent one. And so rather the object of politics should not be take away power from the bad guys and democratize it. It should be, take away power from the bad guys and use the power ourselves because we're the good guys. <laughs> that's, that's ultimately what it is. Mm. <laughs> yes. Bring back Hassan and let's uh, ask him questions 
asking questions about whether we can breathe underwater in the new heaven. Yeah, yeah. See how it, long he lasts. It's uh, the story I was going to tell. Eric, you know Eric. Eric redacted. I love Eric. Uh, yeah. We're, ac- we're actually having a chill stream uh, tonight. Oh, sick it is. Um, so <laughs> when we when we were teenagers, um, <laughs> we were we were just like messing around. You know, we we had uh, we had our uh. Like I had my guns and we were just like shooting, you know, sometimes we did that for entertainment. It's expensive for entertainment, but entertainment. Um, and he had my 30 out six. So this is like a hunting rifle for deer. Okay. So it's it's like it's, it's some yeah, yeah, it's something like you know, you, you go deer hunting with it, scope, long range sort of thing. It's not like a shotgun, it's it's like an actual like hunting rifle. Um and he's and we we of course were like fighting over who had better marksmanship and he's like i bet you with your 30 odd six i could shoot that bird out of that tree like a songbird <laughs> i'm like <laughs> okay. i'm like there there's no there is no way you're going to be able to hit a songbird with a 30 odd six there's no way and he goes lines up shoots it and you just see this explosion of feathers come down <laughs> from the street. <laughs> and I, and then, then like he like he like takes all takes off his um his hearing protection, just turns to me, he's like, Bro, I just hit that bird. And I'm like, You hit that bird. <laughs> it was Sick. like the, literally the most insane like I, I've had situations where it's like, yeah, I should have missed that shot and I actually uh, hit the deer. I haven't I haven't missed uh, inshallah, I haven't missed uh, a shot in like eight years, so I have a pretty good streak of hunting seasons of not missing. But like I, I've had shots that I've hit that I shouldn't have that I shouldn't have uh, hit. But something like that, hitting a songbird with like a deer hunting rifle, that's insane. Is it? Well, what's the thing? Is it what? What makes it like not so good to hit a songbird with that kind of rifle? Well, it's because. Do I have any? Show it. Do I have any ammo around me? I might. Okay. Obviously under. Yeah. All right, and we are back with our reading of the Institutes of Atlantic Theology. So continuing where we left off, um, Francis Tarleton states: This is a primary question, and almost and almost the only one on account of which all other controversies about the scriptures were started. From no other cause is either the authority of the scriptures called in question by the papists or their integrity and purity attacked or their perspicuity and perfection argued against than to prove that the scriptures cannot be the judge. Yeah, yeah, shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Okay, so 30-06. So um, these these go into 30-06. Okay, so big boys. Yeah, yeah. So the the bullet goes about about back to there, and the rest of this is powder. Um, mm-hmm. So this, at like a very very high speed, is cloinking into a songbird the size of my hand. Yeah. So it's going to explode. This is, yeah. This is meant to like, they, like when I when I shoot deer with a thirty odd six, it usually goes through both shoulders. So it can go through like an entire like one deer shoulder, two deer shoulder, and all that's between, and still keep going. So mm-hmm. that hit a songbird, like a little, yeah. 
tiny so, bluebird. The, well, the way the way you owned. the way you mentioned it though, it sounded as if like he wouldn't be able to hit it with it. But was that more so just like that's just overkill? You're talking to Eric. Well, it's it's both. It's both okay. because um. So what? what how does the accuracy change with that gun against the song? Well, it's, it's like because the song is tiny. Usually, yeah, because it's tiny and okay, it's like yeah. up in it's up in the air, like in oh, a yeah. in a tree. So like the angles are kind of uh, messed right. up. But it's like usually when you're hunting deer, you have like a sort of sort of like uh, nine. Usually, you go off a nine inch circle that you're supposed to aim within to hit them. But like you, you have plenty of give uh, if you mm. if you don't have the best shot. But like a, a songbird. That and they move, they like move around. Uh, that's actually probably the bigger problem is how much they move versus like a deer who right. could be relatively stable. Um, what did the songbird do? Nothing, nothing. It was literally Eric, Eric trying to prove that he was better at shooting than me. Um, with my own gun, which was the most embarrassing part. <laughs> how, now here's the, the bigger thing that'll really just side for me, like e- even if it's even if it's the former option. It would still be an impressive shot, but was he when he aimed? Did he rest it on something, or was it purely on arms? Like uh, I can't remember. I'll have to ask him. Because um, if it was purely just on his arms, that would be even more impressive. Yeah, like all the instability with that versus resting it on something. That'd be wow. Yeah, I mean, te- it's already impressive. Technically, uh, same here, but it's like, nah, <laughs> nah. No, no, nobody, nobody really like listens to that. Uh, but yeah, we, that, that definitely, uh, definitely very glad that the the cops didn't uh, stop by that day. Or <laughs> like we, neither of us would ever be ever be holding hunting license for the rest of our lives. In an unrelated note, you did just mention this in a live stream, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I did just mention this. In a live FBI, stream. open very, up. Yeah, very very illegal. I just mentioned this on a live stream. Very uh, irregular. That's very, very irregular. Irregular. Very irregular. What's my favorite fast food chain? That has to, to and also food. also to be fair, it was it was Eric though, so it wasn't me. So yeah. But yes, my favorite fast food chain is KFC. Easy, easy. Um, because here in Australia, KFC is actually really freaking good. I I tried it in New York and it was disgusting. <laughs> I'm I'm sure it's better in other places in the states, but it, it was disgusting in New York. One of my neighbors lost his after shooting in his backyard next to a kindergarten for children. Yeah, my brother, um, when he was, this was probably like 10 years ago, but um, like on, because we have land on the eastern shore where we, of Maryland, where we hunt. Um, it's it's leased, it's leased from the state sort of thing. It's not privately owned. Mm-hmm. Um, but like with sometimes getting to your hunting spots a bit difficult. So you have somebody like drop you off or whatever. And then you walk in through a certain weird way. But my brother didn't recognize, didn't realize that there was like a daycare that was <laughs> like, so my brother walks out, walks out of the woods, like with rifle and shoulder and is like standing on the side of the road, waiting for my, uh, one of my uncles to come pick him up. And he's like standing within like a hundred yards of this daycare. <laughs> So did he yeah. actually fight? Uh, so uh, what happened is uh, they just sent the police, and then my okay, and then it was so they just they, they were, they were just like they're they're basically <laughs> they're basically just like stop being an idiot. I mean, it's not it's not it, during hunting season. They know they know when hunting season is, so it's yeah, like it's right. not the most insane thing to see 
people walking around with like guns during hunting right, season. Yeah. New York is disgusting. So, so true. true, Father James. So true. So true. Shooting license. Yeah, I don't know about the shooting. Wait, mate, you got a license for that shooting? I got a license. Wait, say that again. That, that was actually very Aussie. Lawson's. Oh, yeah, not quite. Yeah, I can't I don't do that. Australia, the Australian accent is very is like one of the hardest to actually imitate. Austra- yeah, Australia. Yeah, I'll, I'll, the Australia. I'm, I'm gonna give you a little lesson tonight, but I'm, I think I'm gonna give out. I'm gonna give out. Like it's, it's it's tempting for us Aussie to say, "Oh, our accent's so hard. Look how epic and based we are." But I genuinely think the South African, like the Afrikaner's accent, that's the hardest to replicate. No, you're gay. KFC's the best. And here's the no, thing, the Boja, bro, limited, bro, but Bojangles is so much better. Bojangles the is so much limited better. limited to fast food chains. That Bojangles. wasn't the general thing. My actual favorite, one of my actual favorite just food places in general here in Australia is El Jana. I, technically, I guess it's fast food, but I'm El Jana, like really? Really? Like El Jana? Yeah. Do you know, do you know El Jana? I know what Jana is. No, El Jana. That's that's a fast. It's a fast food, technically. A no, no, I know what it means in Arabic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> it's a charcoal chicken place here in Australia. It's technically a fast food franchise, but I, I I don't know why I like to distinguish charcoal chicken joints from fast food. But that's probably among my favorites. I, I love it. I, I the only thing I like at Taco Bell is the um is the Cinnabon things. The only thing I like the bell sound. That's my favorite. Oh, fake occasion, occasion accents. Uh, you know, you know, there's actually, you guys, you guys probably haven't picked up on this. Uh, not many people do, but there's actually a very unique, uh, Maryland accent and, uh, it comes through in some of the, some of the words I say, like on. Uh, okay. I- I've noticed rather, that you rather than, rather than on, I say on. Yeah. Like some, some of my yeah. vowels I say in a very, uh, weird way. So, right. And then there's that that artificial transatlantic accent that used to be big in the twenties or something like that. Like we're American, but we're very high class Americans, and we sound kind of British. Yeah, yeah. You know the um. Actually, there there's like you can really uh like if you go to Baltimore, my my grandma, my great grandma, and like my basically my mom's side of the family was in Baltimore for a pretty long time. Um, so they picked up a Baltimore accent. Um, Baltimore accent is just like, uh, basically the, the general kind of mid Atlantic Maryland accent, but on steroids. So they will, they will say like, uh, I can't, I can't even like O's, O's rather than like, uh, because the, the Orioles, uh, they call them the O's, the O's, the O's get a natty bow. And they, uh, they, they have that, they have natty bow. That's, that's that's like Carlo Broussard. Carlo Broussard. I've no, never heard no, his no. voice. I wonder if he's... I've, I've heard him pronounce O's like that. O's? One yeah, I've heard him pronounce O's like that, yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe he's a fellow uh, Maryland Chad. I, I've I've tried to really... Um, because when I was when I was actually in uh, early college, I had a few... <laughs> I had a few people uh, that, like... Uh, in, you know, yeah, like, in the beginning of college, you kind of have that, like, research and speech rhetoric sort of class thing where you learn, like, research skills and, like, writing skills okay. and, like, all, like, rhetoric skills. They told me, like, dude, you just you just need to get rid of the weird stuff you say in your accent. It right. sounds terrible. It's, like, not one of the cool accents. It's, like, an ugly accent. Wait, Fa- Father John says that Broussard is Cajun. 
Huh. Oh, Broussard's Cajun. Oh, if that's actually true, there you go. You're confusing them. How good I am, me pointing out. No, no, Cajun. Cajun is Louisiana. Maryland is Maryland. Yeah, but we're talking about fake. Like we're talking about Cajun accents, though. Oh yeah, the Maryland flag. Uh, Do I have something with the Maryland flag wanted around here? Yeah. (laughs) So patriotic. My my uh, can of Guinness. It does. It has the crab, the crab, the Maryland. It doesn't even have a Maryland flag on here. Yeah, but this honestly goes so hard. With it has the bay, and then it has the uh, within a Guinness can. It has the crab down there. So okay, Maryland has crabs. Yeah, we're known we're known for our Maryland blue crabs. Best. Uh, get some Old Bay on there. Oh, it's so good. Uh, yeah. You 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 just um. Growing up, we'd have. Uh, like basically like you, you go everybody go outside and you have like a picnic table and you'd steam crabs and put old bay on it and then you just like dump the crabs in the middle of the table and then you would uh pick the crabs yeah a lot of people uh it's kind of funny my wife isn't from maryland so the first time we did one of these things after my wife and i started dating she had like no idea what to do with the crabs she's just like just like looked at the crab and was like how do you open this because there's a specific way you have to you have to open a crab, and I've been doing it since I was really young. So impressive, very nice, impressive, very nice. But yeah, if you ever go to Maryland, you gotta get uh, the best food from there. Is gonna be anything like Maryland blue crab. Like there's crab dip, there's crab fries, there's crab cakes. Um, not like not like dessert cakes, but like you know type of cakes. Got it. Italian risotto? Ew, gross. Risotto. Oh, I freaking hate how Americans say it. Risotto? Oh, my gosh. Risotto? It's risotto, mate. It's risotto. risotto. No, that's just that's just my accent. Uh, other risotto. Americans say risotto as well. I just say risotto. And Americans will say things like Muslim and hummus. How far away is Christendom College from I, me? I love trying to speak other languages with American accents. <laughs> Bismillah al-Rahman al-Rahim. Really, uh, salve omnes <laughs> ut valles. <laughs> uh, Fort Royal, Fort Royal is salve like five Regina. Hours. It's five hours. Hey, come on now, man. Well, that's uh, what was that? oh, whatever. Yeah, uh, I, I remember Yeah, I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive to the sensitive the snowflake. <laughs> no. Sensitive to honoring the mother of God. You used to, oh, if I was still where I was in Maryland, you'd only be two hours away from me. But now you're like five hours away from me. I can't remember what my parents' address is now. I know what. Uh, so, oh, you'll only be an hour away from where my. Oh, no, that's not. Uh, it's uh, Crap. Dumb. Is that the FBI? Oh, rip. Never mind. Four hours away. Ah, I thought you were only an hour away. Thoughts on Michael Lofton? The Michael Lofton show? Why do you guys always ask me questions like that? Like, bro, uh, what do you think about this other guy? Please say bad things about him. Josh, I could really go for some Eljana now. Okay, well, I need to go. I got to stream in like 10 minutes, something completely different, and I kind of need to eat breakfast. So I will talk to you all later. Remember, subscribe, Patreon, blah, 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 blah. Okay, thanks, Paul. Bye. See you.